0: Mwah. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome back to Paragaming Productions, episode 84. Where my name is Jared, as always, and this week I'm recording this on Saturday because I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Um, so anyway, just wanted to give a shout out uh, because I did talk to Alex today, and we did a little part of a, a, a little bit of a Marvel spoilers here in the near in the near, in the near future and stuff like that. Um, so what uh, what's going on today? Is that uh, well, uh, Blue's finally standing up for himself. I gave Helios some treats and I gave Blue a treat and Blue's fighting Helios now for one of his treats which is kind of interesting and Helios is watching him like a hawk waiting him for it to finish. It's, it's funny because I'll give I'll give him like four treats and uh, Helios will eat three and Blue will eat the other, will eat the remaining one and now that Blue is done, Helios gets to finish off the last quarter so he gets three and a Three and a quarter treats, whereas Blue gets three quarters of a treat. I don't know why. It's just interesting, but yeah, I fed him some treats. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on. A lot of shit has changed in the last couple of weeks. I've uh, I don't have a guest this week. Obviously, it's just me. Uh, so I don't know. It, it's just uh, you know I don't I don't know I don't know. It's it's a different week, different week, different week. A lot of stuff has come out for Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. Just to kind of jump right into the video gaming, it's interesting because with Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, there's a lot of information being leaked, leaked uh, live gameplays. Everything is kind of coming out. It's looking to be a pretty interesting game. I'm not a hundred percent sure what uh, what's all laid into it. I mean, there's just so much information out coming out, and I just I can't tell you how excited I am for all of the information to come out, or even for the game to come out. I'm pretty. I'm pretty soaked. I'm getting really excited about it. Uh, I can't wait to play a new twenty forty two. I don't like that there's no campaign. I know that's a big thing that a lot of people propose that they didn't have a campaign, but at the same time, I think it's um, I think it's a, a decision that they're making. It, it seems like they're going to do kind of a seasoned thing where uh, you know the, the the seasons kind of tell a story, but I'm not sure how that's going to work. So I'm interested. Uh, they did talk about hardpoint a little bit as well too. They they gave some uh, a reveal of. What Hardpoint is, how it's going to work, and how it's going to feel. So I'm interested to see how Hard Hardpoint works. If it's anything like, I think it's a, I think it's, uh, it's going to be like Escape from Tark, a mix of Escape from Tarkov with a little bit of Special Operations in, in Call of Duty mixed in there too. So that's that's pretty interesting. Um, and speaking of Call of Duty, uh, according to Kotaku.com, Activision name conspicuously absent from the Call of Duty vanguard marketing uh, so missing logos might uh, procure might uh peculiar lo- okay missing logos look mighty peculiar in the wake of activision blizzard's abuse lawsuit uh so call of duty vanguard was officially announced yesterday the first major activision blizzard reveal since the cooperation came under public scrutiny for its abhorrent treatment of female employees um, so apparently, uh, it's it, what it sounds like according to this article, or even the clickbait here. Um, Activision, it did not collaborate with the Call of Duty Vanguard. If they did, they decided to take the name off because of what was going on with that whole Activision Blizzard and all that craziness. Um, it, it seems like with Call of Duty Vanguard, they're going back to 1942 and all that other, or, or it, it seems like they they're going back in time. And I'm not a fan of going back in time. I like more modern video games. Um, but the, the Call of Duty Vanguard is coming out. I've, I saw, I don't know if it was a meme or I don't know if it was a, an actual thing where, uh, you know, instead of the three things on the Call of Duty load-up screen, it's now going to be four things. And it might, it's just, I hate how long it takes to load up Call of Duty at all. Like I, I wish they didn't have, I, I think they need to take a, a, a playbook from, uh, from how, the mass effect legendary edition did it where yes, it technically loaded. It basically was a loader that get, it was an opening screen that gave you an option to load one of three games instead of loading everything all right up. And then like, it just takes, it just takes forever to load with, with, uh, with the call of duty. And I'm not a fan of it, but also call of duty is finally getting a new anti cheat system. Uh, according to a bunch of streamers and a bunch of YouTubers that have watched as well as this article on pcgamer.com, Warzone is finally getting a new anti-cheat system. It seems like in almost every single um, it seems like in almost every single video game, uh, clip or series that I see, I mean there's so many different TikToks and uh, not TikToks, but so many different shorts, so many different TikToks as well as, you know, a lot of YouTube videos. I I mean Tim the Tatman, he's a guy that I've I've kind of been watching recently where he spectates cheaters it's interesting that they can tell the difference between like how they shoot because I've, I've watched them play, especially like Ninda and they have like laser shots and it's hard for me to tell the difference between them, you know, being super, super accurate versus, uh, uh, you know, a cheater who's using an aim bot. Cause it, it it's uh, like, I, I think there's just a small, very, very small, tiny, tiny, tiny little difference between an aim bot versus being really, really good with some of these weapons. And, I mean, when you when you see them do the quick snaps where they jump from character to character to character, yeah, no, I, okay, I can see the aimbot, but when they're, like, just flanking on somebody and and they, you know, hit that hit that sweet spot, it, it's very, it, it's hard for me to believe. Um, it, it's really hard for me to believe that... Uh, what's it called? What's it called? Um, oh, banana. Like, it's really hard for me to believe that that was... Uh, oh, poop. Get out of here. It's hard for me to believe that, you know, one person is not cheating versus one is the whatever, so... It, it really it, it's interesting to me to watch the difference we're like oh i know that guy's cheating. but it, it's also weird because like with tim the tatman in a couple of his videos it, i don't like how clickbaity his uh all of his video screens are like he's always yelling like it always looks like he's really pissed off for yelling in the in the in the thumbnail like it's it, like i want to click on it and then it turns out to be almost nothing um i understand why people like him i can get, i can get why people understand it but it, it seems like he has one speed and one speed only, and it kind of sucks. So, uh, yeah. So uh, there, there's a. I guess he does TikToks as well as he does the YouTube Shorts. But uh, Sally the dog is the uh, is the other guy that I've been watching a lot of lately. I like to watch a lot a lot of his little snippets here and there. And he's 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 been talking about you know the anti cheats and everything else that I see. But you know uh, I think it was either him or Tim the Tatman that had come out and made a statement. Uh, essentially where it's like, you know, these dudes have like accounts where they're like level 15 and they've got, you know, like, you know, a 10 or 12 KD ratio or whatever. I just, I find it, I find it interesting how somebody can have like a, maybe like, I think anybody with a six, a six or above KD ratio needs to be investigated. Um, unless it's like, you know, some of the big YouTuber names like, you know, Oh, this is Tim, the tap Man's account. You know, he's, he's got like a four or five KD ratio. Like, all right, I understand that actually, I wonder Let's go ahead and look it up here. Uh, Top Call of Duty KD Ratio. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, so, uh, all right, this is an interesting article here. Um, uh, This is from CharlieIntel.com. I don't know who they are. Uh, They did an article that is actually aptly titled, What is the Average Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, KD Ratio? Blah 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 blah. I actually just had it. Uh, the general consensus is that if you are a 0.85 to 0.1, uh, 0.85 to one point oh five KD uh, region, then you're a decent spot in. Uh, you're you're in a decent spot in modern warfare. Um, average KDS in. Okay, what is the average KD ratio in Call of Duty Warzone? Players will find an average uh, Warzone kill death ratio is one uh so yeah basically one kill per death um, some exceptional players will have kds of three and six some exceptional players will have kds between three and six who are in the top one percent of players these are often professional players or talented content creators and should not be compared to somebody who casually plays the game hmm all right uh, let's uh, I'm kind of curious here uh, ninja kD whoop Ninja KD Warzone uh, codtracker.com uh, wow this actually has uh, oh no I don't think that's, that's oh really that interesting this is uh, hmm you know what I have an idea let's uh, stand by one minute real quick well no you know what maybe not uh, cause like it, it apparently gives like a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of stats. Like apparently, uh, this, this dude, uh, on, on, uh, cause this is cod.tracker.gg and apparently he has a KD of 3.27. He's a staff sergeant is what it appears to be. 122 wins in battle Royale. A lot of kills, a lot of deaths. He's usually alive for seven minutes. Um, hmm interesting it kind of it kind of breaks it down first 41st fifth first seventh okay so he's got he's got quite a few wins but it also looks like he's he's very inconsistent with it interesting interesting how it breaks it down huh interesting Uh let's see here Tim Tatman Warzone stats. Contracker, tracker. Tim the Tatman. Oh, maybe he isn't a staff sergeant. Maybe that's just the logo that it's got here. So, according to this stat tracker, this is the actual Tim the Tatman that I, I think it is. He's got a 2.7 KD ratio. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Okay. All right, what about this? Uh Sally the dog KD ratio. Or Sally is a dog. Sorry, Sally is a dog. That's the guy that I'm looking at. He's a 1.8 KD. Wow. Hmm. Okay, top war zone player KD. Wow, KD leaderboards. This is insane. Um, 29.42. I mean, yeah, 24.92, 24.42, or 29.42, uh, 24.48, 22.08. 17 15 13 12 like i'm i'm seeing all these different people that have like super high kill rates and hot super high kds and like wow this like i don't even recognize half of these names huh that's insane like, how, how are people getting like all these, how are people this efficient in, in Call of Duty? John Wick, John Wick is a 9.79. Let's go to, let's go to number five. Let's go to number five here. It's loading the leaderboard here, but that's insane. How the fuck do you have a 24 KD ratio? That's ridiculously insane. Yeah, like, even even on page 5, people are still at, like, a 7.76 KD ratio. Like, that's nuts. Like, how are you that good in a game? Like, when the top players are a 3 to 6, these people... Like, how are these people just not investigated? That's insane. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm on page 7, and we're still at a 7 KD ratio. It, it, I don't... I don't get how people are that... F- like i'm looking at some of these names and i don't recognize any of them like ninja twitch and all those are the guys i feel like they i feel like they gotta be just cheating that's absolutely redonkulous it's crazy so yeah that call of duty does need a, a, a cheat uh, they need they need something to curb a lot of the cheating I've, I've noticed that so yeah call of Duty's getting a new cheat thing i'm i'm excited all right so moving on from the call of duty warzone stuff because i was interested uh, PCGamer.com, Sony continues to walk the line between pissing off PlayStation owners and putting its games on PC. So apparently, uh, uh, so PCGamer says, we've got some mixed messages from Sony over the past year or so about its ambitions to bring first-party games to PC. It's previously said that it wants to bring more of its games to PC, uh, like, Hero, like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone. They're like, yeah, I remember when he- Horizon Zero Dawn came out. And apparently, like, uh, uh, what was it, Horizon Zero Dawn was, um, like, two or three years, uh, like, I think it was a couple years old, and then it finally came out. So, uh, Sony Studio boss had thrown some cold water on the hopes that we'd see same-day PC releases of hot new PlayStation 5 games, and in case there were any lingering doubts, he effectively wiped them off the table. And in a new interview with Game Informer in which he made it very clear that PlayStation consoles are still the priority, I... I don't like that when um, I mean PlayStation has every I mean I know that Xbox is Microsoft which means that they're they're going to go you know place they're, they're going to go Xbox as well as PC but I, I I think I think it's a little weird that like a lot of PlayStation like I I think the exclusive market should be done like I I feel like the exclusivity market should be done like you have to buy a PlayStation 5 to be able to play uh, to be, to be able to play Spider-Man. I think that's absolutely 100% ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I think everybody should be able to enjoy the game. You were, I mean, you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I, a while, a while, a long, long time ago, I bought a PlayStation 4 just to play the new Spider-Man game. I would love to have a PlayStation 5, but there, I just, I don't think that there's any way physically, monetarily, or, anything in the near future that's going to allow me, you know, unless I hit it, I, unless I hit the jackpot, um, I should maybe buy a lottery ticket. Should see how that goes. It'd be interesting. Um, you know, like to get a PlayStation five, I just think it would, I think it would be great. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic to plot, to have the new Spider-Man game, but I cannot in 100% all honesty. Um, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't foresee it happening in the near future with the PlayStation five. But I, I, I think it would just be nice to be able to port, PC, PlayStation games over to PC. I think that they they would be making a huge leap where games that are made by, you know, Sony to be on PC. I know it's I just, I, I mean, you release a game two years, a year or two after it's been out on your console to the PC. I just think it's ridiculous. I I don't know. I think, you know, I understand why Microsoft does it for obvious freaking reasons, but I don't know. It just, it, it thoroughly upsets me to no end that microsoft would do would do uh, that that microsoft can do it but sony says fuck you to to pc gamers i think there's a lot of resentment with that i i wish that uh yeah i i wish that 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 there was a little bit more openness with it um i don't know why there isn't probably there's probably a lot of reasons but i just i feel i feel like if you're playing a game or if you're playing uh yeah, like, I just, I, I find it weird that, you know, in this day and age where, you know, because uh, Microsoft, I think it was like almost a year ago, was like, we don't care what you game on as long as you game and you're having fun. I kind of wish that that's, that's more the approach that they took. So, yep, they're, they're pissing people off. Fuck off. Uh, so, apparently, uh, so some Twitch streamer news here. Uh, top Twitch streamer, Aramanth says investigators, quote, strongly suspect, end quote, fire at her house was arson. Um, so apparently here's a tweet yesterday, late in the evening, there was a fire along the side of my home originating from an area where my trash can is kept. The cause of the fire has not been yet determined, but investigators strongly suspect arson. Um, she's got a, uh, oh, apparently that's her real name. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the article basically reads here, swatting attacks in which people maliciously report a crime in progress at someone else's uh, residence in the hope of triggering a major police response have unfortunately become a commonplace risk for a lot of popular Twitch streamers. There are other kinds of threats as well. In 2018, someone fired BBs at the home of Dr. Disrespect, also known as Guy BM. And last weekend, streamer Caitlin Siragusa, Siragusa also known as Ar. Uh, Amaranth, and one of the biggest Twitch streamers on Twitch, reported a fire along the side of her house that investigators strongly suspect is arson. Um, That's interesting. As well as uh, Pokimane says that she's starting to feel uh, burnt out here. Um, So she, uh, she reveals the insane number of users that are banned from her Twitch stream. I remember her talking about that. Uh, so Pokimane has always been a streamer that isn't afraid to speak her mind when she's not happy about something. In fact, when Twitch was going through its hot tub stream controversy, she was one of the loudest criticizing the platform for how it handled the situation and dolled out punishment. This time around, she isn't blaming the streaming service for anyone else or uh, for how she's feeling, but still feeling. Uh, so here we go. At one point during the video, she proclaimed that she knew her heart, uh, proclaimed that she knew her heart, and she knew how she felt. She didn't want to admit it, but she was feeling burnt out recently. Boo. Uh, yeah, Doctor disrespect hinted taking a break. Um, people have have gone back and forth, but yeah, like Pokemon, like I, I remember she was talking in a in a video that she uh, that she was talking about where she basically was talking about like she. Oh my god! Like the the amount of people that she actually just has to ban on a daily basis is is ridiculously insane. Um, and Pokemon is one of the less uh, I guess objectified streamers um, that that you would be out there. Um, like she doesn't um, uh, like she doesn't show. From what I've noticed, she doesn't show a lot of skin. She doesn't uh, she doesn't flaunt her body like a lot of a lot of these Twitch streamers do. I've watched a couple of uh, I watched a couple of Twitch streamers uh, that that um, I don't want to call it hypersexualization. I, I think that's maybe a wrong word, but uh, a lot of Twitch streamers in my mind and in in my mind's eye, they uh, they use their their, bo- their body to to play or pander to the fans. I mean, if you got it flaunted, I'm I'm not I'm not pissed off, but. Um, you know, like, I, I've, I've dated a couple of women who were essentially, uh, what was it called? Um, oh, God, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, uh, how do I express this? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Words are hard. Yeah, so I've dated a couple of girls who were, uh, who were pretty cute, but were dumber than a f- fucking box of rocks. Um, so, like, there's this uh, gal that I just found on Twitch um, who I'm looking at here and uh yeah like she's got oh god this is ridiculous um she's a twitch streamer and apparently she uh what she she's what's it called here uh she does a lot of just chatting and hot tub streams and everything i've literally found on her is that she uh just she straight up is in a bikini uh streams everything, uh, to basically show off her body and she's using her body as uh, a thing. Like she's got one of these, uh, <laughs> she's got a, a thing that, uh, that's like streamer pushes the boundaries and it's, it's basically, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, it was, ba- it was a huge clickbait, uh, clickbait title, obviously looking at it here, but like everything she bait, like she, like I said, she's essentially just using her body to get views like her YouTube uh, channel right now as uh, has 1.5 million followers. Um, her last two streams have 1.1 million or 1.1 thousand streams. It's it's insane. Like I just I find the amount of the I find the hypersexual uh, I find the hypersexualization of a lot of things to be insane in in this industry where if you're a hot girl, you can basically get away with it. Um, you know, if, if you should like oh, here we go. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, uh, you know, like, I'm looking at this other girl right here. Uh, five subs equals ten squats. Um, and um, you're just looking at it. You're looking at her, and you can just 100% tell that, that you know, that she kn- it, it It's, um, uh, like, I, I talked to a lot of, I've I talked to a couple girls, and I've, I've shown, you know, I've done some, some pictures and, and everything else like that. And, you know, they're all like, oh, I know exactly what this girl is doing or what this chick is doing. Like, the outfit that she's clearly chosen, um, you know, where she... It, like, she knows 100% what she's doing. Apparently, she's in Just Chatting as well, too. And it's just pure hypersexualization, And that's one of the reasons why I like a couple of, of the streamers that I've, I've seen thus far, like Pokimane and a couple of the other ones. I don't see their, you know, them using their body to to get subscribers or to subs i mean every once in a while they'll have something you know something extremely feminine and i know this is sounding very sexist and very weird but there's a i i find a i find a difference between you know what you're doing versus um versus kind of where you're at right now like i'm kind of browsing through the 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 browse section on twitch right now and you know I can tell that some of these girls know what they're doing. Some of them are dressing up to look nice. And then other girls are like, yep, you're a hundred percent. Do I, we 100% know exactly what's hip, you know, what's hip happening here. You can, you can most definitely tell that they know exactly what they're doing. And I think, uh, the, the Twitch streamer that I'm watching right about me out is about to do her 10 squats or whatever. I don't know why she's st- I can't hear what she's saying, but, um, I don't get it. She's, Doing something now, and it just like <laughs> she's using her body body to sell to, to to get prime users. She's only got 364 viewers, which is not bad, but I mean 157,000 followers, and she apparently hit her follower goal, which means that she's probably making money, which kind of pisses me off. But whatever. But yeah, that that kind of goes into the the whole hypersexualization, all the other dumb stuff like that. So yeah, I, Sorry, another stupid rant there. Uh, So, Rainbow Six Siege uh, tournament is scuppered by IRL structural damage. The fuck is scuppered? Sink, prevent from working or securing. Thwart. So, the Rainbow Six Siege tournament was thwarted by Inreal. Ubisoft has postponed its Rainbow Six Mexico major following some structural damage at the tournament's venue. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, while the six, uh, while the six Mexico 2021 major in full swing, uh, the final match of the day between Dark Zero and Damwon was originally set to take place on August 18th, but before it could happen, uh, Rainbow Six Esports Twitter announced that they would be ending the stream and postponing the match due to structural failure at the venue. Nobody was injured. It left fans pretty confused. Uh, we're keeping awfully. Uh, Dark Zero and DWG's members are keeping hush. By the whole situation while rumors swirled around a collapsed roof thankfully the issue turned out to be a little less severe uh with rainbow six later informing everyone that a pesky air conditioner was to blame <laughs> uh yesterday evening before the start of her final match a week le- uh a water leak was discovered from the ceiling on the main stage to ensure everybody's safety the tournament areas were immediately evacuated because of a water leak uh, the, the leak uh, caused uh, by an overflow drip pan from one of the A- AC units. The issue has been addressed and no water leaks were found. That's, that's kind of funny. That's kind of cute. That's kind of adorable. I like that. Uh, so uh, just two little bits here about Dr. Disrespect, and then we'll move on to Madden, which is football. Uh, so Dr. Disrespect criticizes Call of Duty Vanguard reveal. The wait for Vanguard has officially been revealed. Now it's over. Uh, So, Dr. Disrespect's first reaction after the trailer had concluded was to ask disbelievingly if there was a next step. When it became clear that this uh, this was all the event had to offer, he then asked his teammates if they'd like to queue up for Apex Legends instead of playing more COD Warzone. He went on to joke about uh, having been blown out of the water by the teaser, and ironically hoped that whoever worked on it was also involved in the brand new map. According to Dr. Disrespect, the main letdown aside from the lack of content in the event comes from the choice to make Call of Duty Vanguard preview purely cinematic, even though it comes packaged in an interactive medium. Uh, So, again, a lot of... uh, So, one of the things that I have noticed is that a lot of these trailers, they say that video was captured using the in-game engine, uh, but that's basically like saying, I made this movie with the uh, Unreal Engine 4, And and you're like, oh... Did you make this in the, you know, was this made for, was this made in the game? Was this made for the game or was this made with, you know, the, you know, playing the game? They're like, "No, we just used the Unreal Engine 4 to create a video." And that's that's what a lot of these games do is that they use the game engine to create cinematics instead of actual gameplay. Um and again, you know, this is kind of what we were talking about here. Uh, he states that he would have preferred a chance to get some hands-on experience even if the content was only like a 4v4 capture the flag. Uh, you know, apparently, uh, despite his disappointment in the event, this does not appear to have dented his anticipation for the game itself, which will be using, uh, you know, the 2019 engine from Modern Warfare. Uh, so the streamer does make it clear in his live stream that he's still looking forward to getting his hands on Vanguard and that he always looks forward to call it Duty each year. Uh, he's in specifically interested in the map change, you know, and the multiplayer. As well as uh, he's interested in what Sledgehammer Games can bring to Call of Duty's table, although uh, he'll probably he'll most likely end up playing it. But I, I I find that you know purely as as well infuriating too that when you when you uh, what's it called when you basically I find it dumb where they're like here's in game footage and you're like no you just created that with the engine I want to see some real gameplay where it's real people playing the game, um, and not just in game footage. I think Twenty Forty Two did a pretty good pretty good reveal with that their engine the their created engine trailer looked a lot like the actual game itself it looked pretty crisp and clean I'm I'm, fa- I'm fairly excited to play 2042 when it comes out I'm, I'm glad I uh I'm glad I I, I slipped uh I, I slipped a, a little bit aside to to get the pre-order and we'll see how that works out um but yeah so anyways uh Madden NFL 22 uh had a review by GameInformer.com uh, uh, again, franchise mode remains to remains a focus following EA's sh- shift to add last year's uh, mode post launch. Um, talks about all the other stuff. Uh, the the guy pretty much likes it. Um, one of the things that I, I don't like about the the, the Madden series. Um, one of the, uh, there there's an interesting um, what's it called? There's an interesting. Um, there's an interesting mode where it's like a seven on seven football game. It's the, the concept of it is interesting. I like it. I like the concept of it. Um, it's, it's fairly interesting. It's, it's got a lot of neat, uh, neat niches, but they need to, they need to make some adjustments. Uh, the seven V seven game, everyone's got a different uniform. It's, it's pretty difficult to discern to ascertain who's who, who's what, um, I, I would like some more refined jerseys. Like you could pick, the, like I, I wish that there was, a, you know, like how you can select the, the home team's jerseys as well as the away jerseys, a, as well as I I want them to bring back, um, I want them to bring back specifics, uh, a lot of different specifics in the game. I, I'd be I'd be fairly interested to see how the the game is. I'd be fairly interested to see how the game plays out as, uh, you know, in Madden 22, I'll probably buy it when it goes on sale, like within a year or two, um, just because I like it. And and again, I, I wish that they had, I, I wish Madden would take a different direction, but EA sports is greedy as fuck. And I know for a fact that they'll probably never change. So I've talked about it before in the past where I wish that they would go back to the old way of, of moving a team and, and doing all that other stuff. You know, I don't like how you're only given certain different markets to move to. The jerseys are already pre-selected. The colors are pre-selected. A lot of the, a lot of everything is, is very ugly looking. The the jerseys are very ugly, very, I think there's maybe like four jerseys, four combo jerseys that I really like. Uh, I, and it, I just I think there's maybe two or three, like there's a couple of good names, but I just, I, I wish that you had the ability to choose your own colors and create your own jerseys. I just, I think a lot of it is disgusting. I, I wish they would go back to like the NCAA, NCAA, like 2014. Like, I think, I think that was the last time that you could like go online and edit everything. I wish there was a, a couple of different modes. I, I just wish there were quite a few different changes to the Madden game to, to make it better. You know, um, uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't like how you, it, you, the game itself, you know, you want to maybe make a superstar team or you want to do this, or you want to do that. Like, I like, they, they, they went into depth with a lot of good stuff with being the owners and the coaches and, and playing the NFL stars. I just, I wish that there was different routes that you could go based on different things. So yeah. Oh, uh, another interesting article here. Uh, this was actually from 2000, um, Let's see here. I'm going to read this real quick and get back to you. This is about Belle Delphine uh, being banned on YouTube. This was an article from November of 2020, though. So um, she was banned for sexually explicit content, according to her. Uh, She wasn't issued any warnings. Was this her? um, What was this? Was this her? Was this her? uh, Her music video? It's often, sometimes, meant to be jokes, such as the time she ate a picture of PewDiePie. Oh, that's right. The, um, yeah, when well she ate the, the edible paper. Um, hmm. Multiple or severe violation... Uh, <laughs> whose channel now reads that she was terminated due to multiple or severe violations of YouTube's policy on nudity or sexual content. Uh... B- Yeah, double standard. Uh, Many are calling the ban uh, of of her YouTube channel a double standard because other channels boast similar content without an issue. Uh, Delphine and Keemstar on Twitter pointed out, uh, yeah, that that was literally what I had in mind because I was like, wait, wasn't her, like, didn't she make, like, a a comeback with a music video? And I think that's what she may have been banned for. But the music video WAP, which stands for wet-ass pussy, uh, which is actually a very catchy song. I hate how catchy, like, I don't, I hate rap. I don't like Cardi B. Well, okay. I take that. No, maybe that's Nicki Minaj. Uh, Okay. But anyway, like it's catchy as fuck. Like I'm, I'm not going to lie. WAP is ridiculous. Like it's a dumb song. Everything about it is ridiculous. It is over the top. The music video is ridiculously explicit. But yet, it's still up on YouTube, and Delphine put up a video, and she gets hit, uh, but WAP doesn't. I think it's I think it's crazy. There's a huge double standard. So, yeah, that's just the dumb gaming news. I was uh, I looked up an article. Um, I was looking up an article on uh, what's it called here? Uh, GameRant.com, and I saw a, a uh, an article about Castlevania, which is an, which is actually something I've been watching. And, uh, so a fan actually had a Lenore cosplay, and Lenore is, Lenore is, um, uh, how do I put this? She's one of the younger female vampires that we meet a little while later, and, uh, she's, she lives in Styria or Styria, Styria, St- Styria, um, and, uh, she's a very interesting vampire, so... Uh, so we're gonna touch on some spoilers for some stuff here. Uh, so I talk. I actually just got done. I just did a segment with my great, with my good buddy Alex for about forty minutes where we talk about a bunch of stuff Marvel, and then we touch lightly on Dune. Um, literally, there. I think there's spoilers for Marvel, Marvel What If. I think I also touched on Wolverine as well too. So spoilers with Wolverine. If you haven't seen Wolverine. So we're gonna to touch on uh, Castlevania here next. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna kind of transition a little bit, and then um, so we're gonna talk about Castlevania for a little bit, and probably some other stuff that I wanted to get into. And I don't know if I'm gonna do the if I'm gonna just I don't know if I should. You know what? I'll do the I'll do the I'll do the edit, uh, and then we'll talk about football after the Marvel stuff because I I just I just saw something interesting on uh, I, w- I was watching the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Washington Football Team. Um, so, anyways uh castle Kes- so for for a while i had been i'd been curious about castlevania i had seen it i had heard about it heard a lot of good things about it and then i was watching a i was on 9gag which is a which is a website that shows a bunch of memes videos and apparently now a bunch of tiktoks and stuff like that which i i hate i hate that so many people like tiktok and i think tiktok is ridiculous i'm not a big fan of the like i mean i like the fact that they're like 30 seconds but you can't always keep my attention for thirty seconds, and a lot of times, a lot of the things that I see on TikTok are really cringy. Like they are just kind of make my blood boil. Um, but anyways, whatever. That's that's above and beyond the point. But yeah, so I was watching. Uh, so I was watching this mini little clip where Cipher, Cipher, I think is her name, and uh, Belmont, Trevor Belmont, were fighting some goblins in a field. And Cipher says shit for the first time. Like she, she usually is a pretty uh, low key uh, individual. She doesn't swear. She's she's very calm, cool, collected. And they're fighting a bunch of goblins, and she gets really pissed off. And is like, oh, this is interesting. Well, that was from like season three, episode like four or five or something crazy like that. So I did start up watch. I did start watching it, but it was very interesting because the like it it didn't it didn't give off any Game of Thrones vibe. It didn't give off. Any hypersexualization vibes? Um, it was really interesting because it it starts off the season one is basically about them killing Dracula, and it's really interesting how they do end up killing Dracula. It's it's great. It's a great choreographed fight. The animation is pretty rough to begin with. Season one is kind of difficult to get through with the animation season two everything kind of picks up a little bit better uh the animation gets gets a little bit better the storyline really starts picking up season three is really where i think it explodes um and, and in season three we meet some new characters we start to understand the dynamic we really start to follow this new story um and it's really interesting because in season three there is a uh there's an interesting moment in where there's i there's okay so there's Two simultaneous sex scenes. Um, one is where a uh, forge master by the name of Isaac is getting it on with Lenore, who is a vampire from Straya. And then there's also a sex scene between Alucard, Dracula's son, and uh, a guy and a gal from Japan who are trying to kill all vampires because of the rule that they lived under. So uh, basically, a little backstory here. Isaac was the forge master for Dracula. If you don't know what a forge master is, essentially he has a special hammer and he knows magic, and he turns um, turns dead people into what are called night creatures. And these night creatures are basically just demons, I guess. Uh, so these people are brought back from hell using a forge master's tool to inhibit a body of a night creature who is a, 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 a they're basically a demon. That comes in all different shapes, size, and, and ter- a lot of ter- terrifying uh, creatures that you essentially uh, are now part of Dracula's horde. Uh, so these night creatures, you know, run around, and do whatever. So um, wh- he used to work for Dracula in making the horde. Well, Dr- of course, Dracula died. Isaac didn't. Uh, Isaac was tricked by one of. Okay, so there's, there's uh, by one of the vampires of Str- Styria. Styria is run by four female vampires. Uh two uh our lo- two female vampires are lovers, one's a soldier, one's a uh a logistics. Lenore is a diplomat and then I think uh Syra or S- uh, Cyrilla. Cyrilla is uh the schemer. So, uh Cyrilla tricks Isaac and brings him back to Styria, where essentially uh they want him to be their forge master Well, he was loyal to dracula and he you know when he creates a creature uh using his his magic they're loyal to him and because he's loyal to dracula um you know that the sisters want him overturned so so they go lenore take him over you know they find a way to, to get this guy to be our dude and uh lenore who is um she 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 comes off like she was turned into a vampire at the age of like 18 to 25 she she looks like a very young female uh, uh you know a young adult female vampire she's not you know uh I, I guess they're called lollies where they like they look like they're you know 12 to 16 or some shit like that but they're really like a thousand years old or some dumb bullshit like that but she looks to be uh, a vampire who is turned like i, I maybe even want to say 19 to 25 the very young female look and, uh, so she's a diplomat is what she refers to herself in, in the, in the court of, uh, uh, of, of the female vampires. And, um, she basically seduces him in a super BDSM way. Um, like, it's really interesting because like, she keeps calling him a good boy. She even cut leashes him at one point in time. Um, he tries to, he tries to beat her up once and she just totally wrecks his shit. It's, it's pretty hilarious. But like, if, if you're into BDSM at all, like, or into uh, a dom or sub kind of like sexual realm with stuff, it, it gets pretty like, like his whole, his whole, like she grooms the fuck out of him. Like it's, it's weird. It's very, very weird because, um, this is probably a little bit too much information here, but that's, that's kind of something that I'm into. Like it's a, it's like, a, it's a little, like, it's not like, it's not like time me up mommy, but like, there's some shit, like, like it triggered some shit. It was, it was weird watching your shit play out. Like, you're like, how hot would it be to watch this thousand year old vampire who looks like she's 19, just totally dom you. And you like watch it play out in this, in this whole little scenario. And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. And then, at the same time, Alucard is getting totally teamed up. So, so I don't know if they're brother and sister, or I don't know if they're lovers. But uh, these two Japanese, uh, I guess, hunters, were uh, they? They came from feudal Japan, where a vampire ruled over them and taught them how to be ruthless and crazy. So they come to Alucard to learn magic and to learn how to kill vampires because Alucard actually kills his father. Like I said, fucking spoilers alert. So if you're listening, fuck you. Spoilers. So um, he, uh, they, they, he's trying to teach them how to do it and they don't like that he's teaching them too slowly or they actually came to kill the son of Dracula. I'm not 100% sure. But they basically, uh, you know, he's like sleeping in his bed and then he's like, hey, is everything okay? And they're like, well, you've, we've come to give you your prize. And so, like, apparently Alucard is bisexual. Um, and it's weird because a lot of the time they show uh, Alucard and the guy doing a lot of things. So there's uh, a lot. So maybe he's a little bit more uh, male leaning. But basically they do. They, they, they basically set him up for failure um, by basically putting him in into a massive uh, trifecta of love situation. They bind him, and then it's funny because they're like, "We're gonna kill you." And Alucard's. do you remember how I said my father doesn't really like magical, you know, magical weapons? Oh, and then he kills the two of them, you know, with a magical weapon. He goes, "I never said I didn't use magical weapons. I like them." And I was like, "Fuck!" And then he. It's funny because like he stakes him outside of his outside of the front of his gate. And he's like, well, if it was good enough for my father, I guess it's good enough for me. And I'm like, God damn. Wow. Blue, that's a little adventurous. What are you going to do there, bud? Uh, What are you going to what are you doing? Oh, he found a foothold. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. So I have a sorry. I have a feeding tray. I had a feeding trough, I call it, because Helios likes to fling his food. He throws his food all around, and the feeding trough is a little bit higher than the Heidi Hut that I have down below, and the Heidi Hut, uh, on top of the Heidi Hut, has their water. Um, Their food dish is over in one place, and and their water is in another place. And so what I did was uh, the feeding trough goes down, uh, like I said, it's about, I want to say it's about maybe 8 or 10 inch drop. And Blue is not really comfortable dropping that far without fluttering or doing whatever, so it's very odd for him. Well, he grabbed onto a piece of the feeding trough on the outside and was trying to lower himself down into the, onto the top of the uh, Heidi hut. And he ended up working it out by grabbing a—he found a foothold and was able to drop down there. But, oh, he's doing it again. You cheeky little bastard. Why are you going up and down? I think he's working it out to how he can how he can continuously do it. I, I so okay. So a fun little interesting fact here, Blue is fully flighted, so is Helios. I don't really like to keep Blue fully flighted for two reasons. Number one, he, uh, he he's very jumpy, he, he flutters around a lot, he flies around a lot, he's, he's crazy. I, I love him to death, but at the same time he gets a little weird, like he, he can he can really go, he can really be himself, and he's he's full of personality, and I love him to death for his personality, but at the same time, um, wow, he's really testing out how to get up and down from there. He's really working that out. He's he's using that pretty right. He's he's brilliant. He's 6 years old and he's got another 20 years on him, but he's he's really trying to figure things out. And it's really adorable to watch him work. Um, but he uh, he's become fully flighted. I like how he gets around a lot more. Like, if I'm in a gaming binge, he will literally fly over to my gaming monitor, hop on my little gaming monitor, and he'll just hang out with me for, like, 20, 30 minutes just watching me play my game. I can talk to him. I can give him some head scratches, You know, like, he he's really becoming more of a free bird uh, than, than staying confined to his, um, to you know, the little area that I have them live in. So I'm really liking the fact that he's he's opening up to different uh, to different locations instead of just staying in one stagnant location. Instead, so I I really like the fact that Blue's uh, you know beginning to explore my household. Uh, does it make cleaning up a little bit more difficult? Uh, yes, the answer is a hundred percent yes. Uh, do I dislike it? No, I am glad blue is, 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 uh, you know, I, like I said, I never liked caging an animal. I never liked making an animal have to stay in a specific area. If I get a dog, nothing like if I get a puppy or if I get like a little chihuahua or like a dachshund hound or something like that, like one of the things that I, w- that I will always say is that, you know, any animal that I have is going to be able to live and roam free. I think maybe the only time I'll uh, I'll confine an animal to an, a specific area is maybe while I'm potty training the animal or something along those lines just to, you know, keep the animal uh, contained, you know, if you will. So I, I just I feel like, uh, I, I, you know, I feel like any animal that is semi, uh, semi-cognitive of, you know, who's not basically a smooth-brained animal... Uh, you know, who doesn't really have, uh, I guess, what what you would call a higher function? I, I feel like they should not be caged. Uh, you know, I, I I feel like SeaWorld World is. I, I don't like Sea World. I don't like what they do with animals. I mean, it's 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 very cool that you can get up close and, and personal with dolphins. You can see orcas. You can see every you know all these animals. But I I, I feel like. You know, like it. one of the biggest things that I one of the biggest things that I, I talk about all the time is, you know, like I, I have this reoccurring, you know, daydream where essentially if I get super, super bored, I'll throw on some music and I'll have a daydream. But like, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because what I'll do is I'll have this 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 thought where it's like, oh, well, what if I, you know, build like what if I had a hundred trillion U S 100 trillion U S dollars. Oh, well, I'd build like a giant dome for Helios and blue to live in to where they could, you know, they, they'd have a couple, you know, there'd be like two or three trees in the, in the environment. Uh, it would be this massive, you know, I'd build like two or three massive structures that adopt, you know, I'd adopt a, a Macaw too. i I'd, I'd, I'd adopt, uh, you know, uh, maybe one or two, uh, I'd adopt, a would adopt some paired Macaws. I would adopt, Maybe uh, some uh, some uh, uh, African greys because I like African greys as well too. But I'd give them these huge domed environments to where they could live in. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, well, what if I built a pond or, or what if I built a like a, a, a lake or something along those lines, you know, that I could stock fish in. And, you know, maybe I'd throw a couple bass in there or maybe I'd throw some bluegills or, you know, some 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 small species in there that I could maintain or, or what have you. And, you know, I think about this structure that I would build for these fish tanks. And it would be this massive structure, you know, like I know that perch or bluegill, you know, maybe get up to at absolute maximum with perfect environments and, you know, the perfect feeding structure, like, you know, a foot long. But like they, you know, like if I, I gave a, you know, a, a, a perch or maybe some bluegill like you know, uh, uh, like uh, the size of a, 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 a double-wide trailer as, as a place to live. Like, I feel like that would be a good enough, you know, a good enough, a small enough pond. Like, I feel that would be the, the bare minimum of a pond or location that it would need, you know? Like, you see these fish tanks that are like, you know, they're like, oh, this is like a 100-gallon, a 100 120-gallon fish tank. And you're like... <laughs> Well, I want like a baby mini goldfish or like I think a minnow would think this place is huge. But once the minnow grows up into something semi, you know, large enough, I, I feel like I, I feel like it would just be too small. You know, like I, I feel like anything over, you know, over like, you know, two inches, this place is just tiny. And I, and I don't like confining an animal to such a small space. You know, like, people that keep goldfish in that tiny little, that tiny little pond, or that tiny little, you know, the the goldfish bowl, I think that's just dumb. I, I fucking hate that with a passion. So, you know, like, I, I always feel like an animal should not be caged throughout its life. I, I feel like an animal should be, uh, you know, open and, and free to live and free to roam, you know, in certain places. I mean, yes, you know, if, if an animal is destructive, maybe, conf- you know, maybe confine it to a room while you're out for the day, but... You know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like when you bring an animal, like if you have to leave an animal home for eight hours a day and you leave it in this tiny little cage so it can't go anywhere or do anything. Like I hate caging Blue and Helios. Yeah, I got to clean my TV off every other day. Yeah, I've got to, you know, clean certain things off in my house a little bit extra, but their freedom and their happiness uh, is, is abundant to me. You know, I, I don't have any problems with them plucking or anything crazy like that. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh Wow, sorry that was a bit of a tangent, but yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the tangent there for for the for the birds. I was, was going on a little a little bit of a rant. Yeah, I I I feel like you should you should keep an animal as free as 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 possible. You know, don't limit them to to not get a bed or, or do anything. So I feel like their freedom is uh, their freedom is more important to me. Because it keeps him happy. Uh, I mean, Helios seemed like he uh, was picking up underneath his wings. He's got two bald spots underneath his uh, where his wings join his body, and I've noticed that he's still doing really, really good. You know, like they're just bald spots that he's got. You know, it's it's not. It hasn't worsened. It hasn't got. It hasn't gotten better, but it hasn't worsened. So I feel like uh, maybe it was an issue he had before, but now that he's living a very happy life with Blue, I feel like uh, they're two very, very happy birdies. So. Anyway, that's uh, that's it. So we're gonna go back into the past by about oh about an hour, and we're gonna listen to some Marvel "What If" stuff, and then we'll jump right back into it. All right, start recording. So three, two, one. Welcome to the Marvel segment of this podcast, where I'm gonna talk about a bunch of stuff Marvel with my great friend Alejandro, who's my resident Marvel exp- exp- expert. Alex, you want to say hi?
0: Hi. you you. can call me an expat if you prefer (laughs) whatever
1: (laughs) now you're getting into some battlefield 2042 stuff so but that's 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 we already talked about that because I am this is recorded before the podcast because I'm lazy and weird like that so Alex I want to start off here Um, Alex is one of the guys that I had on in the very very first podcast parts I ever ever did and uh, so I want to start off with a quick marvel uh, question for you here and this was on Reddit. It's got like fourteen thousand upvotes and like four and a half thousand comments. But I'm interested in what you have to say. So, Jeez. a gentleman by the name of Short Round Banks uh, Three says, "What's what's one small inconsistency in the MCU that irks you more than it should?"
0: Uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming time jump.
1: Okay, why does that irk you?
0: Because it's basically the only thing that makes the timeline not line up in the MCU. Basically. I mean, because it jumps... I want to say it's an eight-year jump. It's very specific that it's eight years later mm-hmm. from the um, events of event- the first Avengers movie. And that would put it in 2020, theoretically, if Avengers takes place in 2012. Okay. And it just makes things, it makes it hard to have everything line up properly because everything else is pretty easy to say, well, this happened this year, this happened that year. That's the only thing that makes it not completely line up. Like, you can't perfectly get things to, I don't know, it just, it just makes things not quite slide into place perfectly. So it's just, a like, slightly off-center, so it just doesn't feel quite, I don't know
1: okay so you think that it should have been something along the lines of like instead of a specific eight years in the future it should have just been after the snap
0: no it, well it was before the snap it's spider-man homecoming
1: oh yeah spider-man the homecoming. first one yeah oh sorry it,
0: that's the one with uh vulture
1: yeah the one with vulture yep, okay. okay yeah so
0: it's they show the events of right after avengers where he loses the contract Mm-hmm. let to say 8 years later and we're into the events of Spider-Man Homecoming which I believe came out in 2017 or 18 mm, yeah
1: 2017 okay yeah cuz is no way home
0: yeah which is uh 5 years later okay so i mean even if you don't go specifically by movie release time let's say we go with another order which is Avengers Happening in 2010, which you can kind of, sort of make work, and that's mm-hmm. only seven years later.
1: So it, it, like, it was just one of those small, well, not really small, but one of those little big errors that they that they yeah. put in there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because of Sony, probably, to be <laughs> honest. I, I don't blame, like, Kevin Feige or anyone else for that. It's necessarily... I. I mean, they may have overlooked it, they may have added it even, so it could be their fault, but it's just, yeah, that's, I would say, what irks me. There are things that, like, actually I don't like, Mm -hmm. but I think that what I would use, the definition of irk, I would say that is something that irks me. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, it doesn't, like, ruin the movie for me, it's still one of my favorite MCU movies, but I just wish that it was, like, less specific, I Mm -hmm. guess? Or, if it was going to be specific, more accurate. Okay, what, with uh
1: with the whole so because I, I didn't I don't really follow kind of as deeply as you do because I know you send me quite a few articles which is awesome and I love reading them, but how much control did Marvel did Feige and everybody actually have over? The Spider-Man series, because it seems like you said Sony, it was more Sony. Like, does Sony really take the helm when building the Spider-Man series, because they technically own the rights?
0: I don't know how much control they actually have. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, they're actually just distribution and split the cost of making it. I don't know how much control they actually have over, like, any any part of making it. That it. Probably wasn't really them, I don't actually know for sure I don't know all the inner workings of both companies or the deal they have or anything else, but I don't necessarily like blame anyone specifically. It's just fun to blame Sony because <laughs> the hell with sony
1: no no that that's fair that's fair um. Uh... So I, I don't really have anything that irks me because I, I know that you you tell me. <laughs> well, what irks me is that I don't really know sometimes what's going on. And I always hate it because at the end of the movies, I have to bug the, the shit out of you to be like, hey, what's what was this? Or what was that? Or what's going on with this? So um, hey, you
0: had something that irked you out of uh, Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> that, that
1: really wasn't it. Like, that's. <laughs> well what what i because uh, i forget what, you, uh, what what was your comment like that was you know there's flying what was your comment that you had made to me about it
0: I, um in a universe where like there's super soldiers and people can fly and literal gods and aliens the thing that bothers you is this gun doesn't have the right fire rate yeah it doesn't like that doesn't have the right rate of fire well like that's the least realistic part to you
1: yeah, uh, I know. Like that that was just the the one small like takeaway that I was just like yeah. Like it, it felt like a very it, it felt like a very superhero B plus because every time something would like get a little tense, I'm like, Oh that's right, she survives for the next and I just I don't know. It just it
0: Yeah, uh, I I think the main problem with for me, the main problem with Black Widow was it came out like four years too late. Yeah. Should have come out and um like two thousand seventeen. It it should have come out when it was actually set, basically.
1: Yeah, so like
0: it was set after Civil War, hmm And that's when it should have come out. And it would have been great then, as far as coming out after Endgame. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh Spider Man Far From Home kinda pulled it off because it was it dealt a lot with the fallout of Endgame. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, Black Widow being set beforehand, I don't know. Like, it just didn't feel like it quite fit. Yeah.
1: Did you hear about the deleted ending scene that was uh, that was supposed Black, to be in there? For Black Widow? Yeah, for Black Widow.
0: Um, I know one of the end scenes got moved up to be, like, right at the end of the movie, not necessarily um, deleted. I don't know. I hadn't heard about one that was deleted. So
1: apparently, um, because the the whole the whole theory is that when Cap went back and he gave the Soul Stone to um, the the Red Guy or whatever, because I forget his name, Red Skull. Red Skull. Yeah, Red Skull. We we're um, close. Yeah. So when he went back, they Scarjo, you know, Black Widow comes back, and so when she does the uh, when uh, they do the little whistle, like she's at the gravestone, she'll do the whistle. She hears a whistle back. You know, and, mm. and the black it, it sets up the return for Black Widow in you know, an alternate timeline because technically, you know, Captain dropped off the soul stone, so he should technically get the soul back. I don't know if that's how that works, but that's what a lot of people were saying.
0: So that was a theory, not actually a deleted scene. Oh, it was a theory? Oh, okay. I that's what it sounds like. I mean if people are saying that's what like that doesn't sound like any kind of like leaked deleted scene to me. Yeah, unless it, there w- actually was one where she whistled back, and then they go into the explanation. That just sounds like a lot of people theorizing to me.
1: Yeah, it might have. It might I, because I think it was just a deleted scene where she, you know, whistles at the gravestone, and then hears a whistle back and doesn't know where it came from. And then a lot mm. of people were theorizing that it was because of that whole event. Like it, that was just the the small deleted scene. Um, and then I don't know why Uh, they didn't have that in there or what made Marvel say no to that but apparently it was a scene that was recorded but then you know that's the whole spin off oh my god my birds are retarded (laughs) Blue flew off somewhere and now they're trying to call to each other and Blue's stuck in my bedroom even though he just flew into my bedroom this is ridiculous my birds are dumb. give me a second I'm gonna go correct it Sure. you guys are stupid you can fly
0: Oh, they're so dumb. That is phenomenal. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. Any who's and what's it's. All right. Uh, So moving on. Uh, What if spoilers? uh, If you haven't seen the second episode. uh, So, well, do you want to talk about the first and second what if episodes or just the second one? Okay. So
0: what if we talked about both of them?
1: What if? Uh, So you've been fucking warned. Spoilers ahead. Uh, First first episode Cap, uh captain carter i i thought it was pretty yep. i thought it was a neat spin on the new uh quote unquote captain america
0: yeah there were um that was the main one that i feel like was like not spoiled but like revealed by the trailer footage that we had seen mm-hmm. so there was less stuff that actually like surprised me in that one yeah but i enjoyed it it was fun
1: yeah. I thought it was I thought it was great. Um I, I liked I, I liked the exposition where basically they, they did all the the Captain America stuff as Captain Carter. Um I thought it was kinda cool where they stuck with the, the misogyny of nineteen forty five and then basically yeah. like she kicked ass. I did like the little love story.
0: Yeah. between I mean that was oh sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no. Go ahead. No, that that was um a lot of stuff that was touched on also in the um Peggy Carter, uh, or Agent Carter, like, one-shot, and then TV show, too. A lot of that stuff, yeah, like, was touched on. It had a lot of little callbacks and stuff to that, which was... Or maybe at least a couple, which was fun. I never saw the Peggy Carter TV stuff. <laughs> I didn't watch all of it. I think I quit somewhere in the second season, but okay. it was fun enough. Yeah. It, it got a little bit crazy.
1: Oh, I, I would imagine. that. See, that's why... That's I, I'm not a big fan of TV shows like that, because... You know, if you're trying to, to push a narrative, like you, you, you can – uh, what was it? Um, like NCIS or, uh, uh, you know, like the, those those TV dra- – those cop TV dramas where, like, they go after murderers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what Like uh, CSI Miami is, like, in its, like, 15th or 16th season or something like that. And there's only so many, like, you know, 10, 10 episodes a season. You're on season 16. Like, how many different ways can you be like – this murder, you know, like it—it it just like you have to go crazier and, crazier and crazier and crazier, and you're you're so deep into something that I think, that's why I like these little one shots where it's like we're only gonna do a season or two, and we're gonna tell just you know like a quick story or two throughout you Six know a episodes, couple of episodes, yeah,
0: eight episodes, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're talking um CSI Miami, that started back when there were like twenty five episodes a season, <laughs> yeah. That's- like you can't have any kind of cohesive story running through a season at at that length. You can just have little vignettes, and they get old pretty quick.
1: Yeah, because it's it, how many different times can you tell the same story without adding some crazy nonsense in there? That's why I like that's why I like what they're doing with stuff. So
0: well, I mean, you can make a quip, put on your sunglasses, and go "Whoa!" pretty pretty often, but that only <laughs> takes you about ten seconds out of every episode.
1: Yeah. Um, the the one thing that I I don't like is that we don't know what happened after peggy disappeared and uh well like she came back like i was kind of hoping for like some like like even just a little story of like steve being old and married with kids and you know the 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 whole scene where you know like rogers goes to visit peggy in the hospital like it would have been nice to see that exposition but no she just comes back and all of a sudden it's just you know boom and it's just left at
0: that not to spoil anything for you yeah. And we're already talking spoilers, so I, I'm hoping anyone listening isn't uh, concerned about that. But they're probably going to revisit some of that, at least somewhat. Oh, okay. Like, they're, it, it's been confirmed already, uh, episode two-wise, that Chadwick has voice a voice role as Star-Lord T'Challa in four more episodes this season. And we know that... Um, Captain Carter shows up at least, at the very least, in the episode talking to um, Doctor Strange, too. Okay. So, they're going to be showing up again, both characters, at least to some degree. We don't know for sure how much. Okay, that, that'd that be nice. That'd be nice. So, we may get to see old, non-super-soldier Steve Rogers in a hospital bed, doing like the alternate version of that, or he could be dead, or anything else. No, okay. like we'll we'll probably see, or we we may find out more at the very least of that story, most likely.
1: All right, that, good. I, I'm 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 I like that. I, I like knowing that. Uh, what was it? Uh, season? No, shoot. Oh, <laughs> banana scent. Here we go. I did like how a lot of the the people who play the characters, like, you know, Haley Atwell. She is Captain Carter. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't like how. Uh, Josh Keaton is the because g- I'm on IMDb. This is the only reason why I know this stuff. I didn't like how. Um, how uh, God, what the fuck is his name? Why can't I think of it? Chris Evans. I don't mm-hmm. like how Chris Evans didn't come back to voice Josh Keaton. Or Steve Rogers? You mean Steve Rogers? Me? Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. You can tell I'm fucking. Yeah. But <laughs> But like you know what i mean like i just i I like how a lot of people returned to voice the characters that they were but you know like jeremy renner samuel jackson um you know like they all returned to you know bucky barnes sebastian stan came back to voice bucky barnes toby james was you know zola like i like how they all returned to do their voices i just don't like that how it's like meh like how, how how can he
0: not just voice rogers for a little bit you know what i mean I mean, I get it. It's not great, but I get it. Like, it would have been cool to have him, like, he's got, what, like, five lines? It it would be cool to see him come back, but... Yeah, it would have been nice.
1: I did, you know, like that was one of the things that I really, really liked about episode two is that everybody came back to basically voice their characters. Like it, it really brings depth to it because I, I, I'm pretty sure I talked to you about it and I, I talked about it, uh, you know, earlier about how the, the video game uh, where basically nobody was voiced by anybody. And it just, it takes away from the immersion.
0: Uh, yeah. The, uh, the only person on episode two who doesn't have the same voice actor is Peter Quill. Yeah. That annoyed me. Yeah, well, he's got one tiny line at the end. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Still. <laughs> like, and just, why can't Chris Cratt just, like, like just on his iPhone, just, meh, and there you go. Fucking cool. He could. I mean, he probably wanted more money than Marvel was willing, than Disney was willing to pay. I, I think mean, that's so dumb. Cons- I, I'm assuming. Because, I mean, it's one line. They probably don't want to pay, like, $10 million to spend 30 seconds recording one line. He probably wanted that's probably more than he wanted, but he probably wanted more than they were willing to pay for it. I just, at, at what point in time do you go like? Because
1: remember with uh, Hugh Jackman, like he was Wolverine, like, and he knew it, you know. And of course, you know the uh the final the final Wolverine, he he dies, and he's like, okay, my character is dead. Spoilers, but, dude. The movie's yes, old. Come on, I'm messing with you. I I put the spoilers in front of here. They, everyone should know. We're talking about shit that happens.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: But, like, I, I just thought that was interesting how, you know, he's he's still willing to do Wolverine if it, like, shows up in the past. But I just, I, I like his commitment. He's like, no, I am Wolverine. And he, he was committed to doing Wolverine. So yeah. I always thought that was cool. But do you know who voiced Howard the Duck? Seth Green, yeah. I was so surprised at that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean he's the person who voiced it in uh, Guardians, one or two or both.
1: I just thought that was so awesome. I I didn't yeah. I didn't really recognize his voice until he actually started to go through it. Yeah, I mean he changes it up a decent amount. Yeah, I I liked it. Uh, oh really? Uh, looking at here, uh, Fred Tass- Tascorzi was actually Drax instead of Dave
0: Bautista. Oh, that's right. That's the other. There were two people I think it was Mm -hmm. him and Peter Quill yeah him and
1: Peter well you know what like you said I can I can understand Peter Quill I'm just surprised that Thanos got beaten up by his lackey you know what I mean (laughs) like that's I mean
0: this is like chill Thanos and it took two of his lackeys to beat him up and he didn't have any infinity stones or a weapon or armor or anything yeah, but if, if he is the commander of his lackeys in the movie, how
1: does, you know, like, really, like, his lackeys are technically, like, you know, just, like, if two of them are like, yeah, fuck you, Thanos, they
0: can just mutiny his ass? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I <It> just... <laughs> well, I mean, again, they both had their weapons, which are very powerful weapons. He had none. hmm He had no armor, and this is the Thanos who hasn't spent the last 20 years, like, just constantly at war... Whereas they probably both have, he's probably a little rusty.
1: Okay, all right, that's that's fair. That's fair enough. Because like, I mean, he technically beat the shit out of uh, Hulk with one Infinity Stone with ease. Was it or did he have two?
0: Uh, he didn't. I don't think he used either of them. But yes, he beat the shit out of the Hulk.
1: Yeah. So that that surprised that surprised
0: me a little bit. Yeah. All right. I mean, fair. I. I Again, this is that's like Thanos who lives to fight. This is Thanos who fights to live, I guess. I don't know. How did you like Nebula? I thought that was
1: a unique take on Nebula.
0: The hair was a little bit too much. Like, it was just a little too bright. Yeah. But I, it was an animation choice. It, it, it was interesting, yeah. I it, liked it.
1: Because she was voiced by the same character, and it threw me off because she wasn't rough and gruff. She had the blonde hair... And she seemed more soft and subtle, and it just threw me way off.
0: I mean, the thing that threw me most off was Thanos. I know, that was so weird. Yeah. (laughs) Captain Genocide. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) All right, I want to touch on this, because I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, I know you had sent it to me, so I'm I'm pretty sure you already have it. But apparently, uh, Owen Wilson had said, I let it slip, I had a mustache from Mobius. I got an ominous text saying, Strike One. I didn't know who that was. We think it might have been Kevin Feige using a burner phone, but it wasn't confirmed. How creepy would that be?
0: Pretty creepy. (laughs) I think that's probably a little tongue-in-cheek. Like, who knows how much of that is 100% true? But still. Yeah, just all of a
1: sudden you get a text that says strike one on your phone from a number you don't know, and you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, They're they're pretty uh, thorough about keeping spoilers from leaking, which... Honestly, I appreciate. Like, I'm I'm glad that they keep spoilers under wraps. I don't like it when the entire movie is completely revealed and out before the movie's actually even seen by anyone. Yeah. Well, what did you think about their their choice not to do uh, not to do a, a trailer for
1: Spider Man, the new Spider Man?
0: What do you mean their choice not to do a trailer?
1: Didn't you hear? Apparently, they're not. There is no trailer for the new Spider Man movie. Yet. Yeah. N- I pretty sure that kevin Foggy said there will be no trailers whatsoever for the new spider-man movie they don't want to give anything away
0: i'm not sure i believe that i don't know Look.
1: Um. yeah spider-man no way uh no way home trailer releasing before uh yeah, what the fuck? Spider Man No Way Home trailer will release before movies. Uh, Marvel Studios Kevin Feige responds to lack of okay. Marvel Studios Kevin Feige responds to lack of Spider Man No Way from Home trailer, saying that it will come before the film. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Guaranteed Spider Man No Way Home trailer will be released before the film.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I guess that was a dumb thing I saw on the internet. Yeah. Oh, dope! Here's an entire release. Uh, key release dates for everything. Wow, so we are seeing the movie like two days after it comes out. Shit. Yep. Right. yep. Shang-Chi, uh, Shang-Chi, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Sh- let's talk about Shang-Chi just because that was next. Uh, so uh, Ten Rings logo controversy comes full circle. So why don't you explain to me what the controversy was in your own little way?
0: Oh, um, that's just uh, the original uh, Ten Rings logo mm-hmm. had uh, the... I'm not sure what the Mongolian language is called um, uh, but had uh, the writing from I guess just Mongolian yeah um anyway the the writing on it was in the in Mongolian and they were it's not like it was a big controversy they just sent a letter to Marvel after I think the third Iron Man movie saying they didn't really want it to like further associate them with terrorism for no particular good reason other than they just use that script. Hmm. Like they felt like it was a little bit unfair to just associate them with terrorism because it's an easy, easy. kind of lazy thing to do. Easy Which track. I get. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's not they didn't like send they didn't sue or send a cease and desist or anything like or like try and do anything like legal or anything. They just said, we'd rather you didn't do this, which Marvel did mm-hmm okay yeah because i'm looking at the the
1: little flag right now and it it looks very it looks like something a, a terrorist group would definitely use in it um yeah i think it's actually uh what was it chadwick originally selected the script over mongolian standard cyrillic to avoid assumption that it was russian mm. i i like that they they're trying to go above and beyond the tropes of just like oh bad guy must be russian or must be a terrorist
0: yeah so yeah they're definitely trying to not just be like lazy and to do the easy thing for everything which i definitely appreciate i'm mm. I, I, I you know like a lot of these newer
1: episodes because uh, i know uh, a lot of these newer episodes these newer movies i don't know a whole heck of a lot about and even you said like eternals there was what two two small
0: comics or two small mini series as far as i know there might have been a little more there's been a very small amount of crossover between eternals and other stuff Um, like, they've, they've, some of them have interacted with the Avengers a bit, Mm -hmm. but their Eternals are, they're basically all unknowns. I mean, even more so than the Guardians were. The Guardians were pretty obscure. The Eternals are about as obscure as you can get. Yeah. And, like, yeah, sorry. Like, I think they were originally introduced in the 60s, or, or the, shoot, I'm trying to remember. Jack Kirby did the first run of, the first, um eternals okay and uh i want to say let's see here 70s wow and i don't think they really showed up again until let's see the let's see the first volume was in the 70s they had volume 2 in the mid 80s they had another volume in the mid 2000s and that's been about it like they've there've been a total of like 40 issues total across 50 years and that's yeah that they and none of them were like incredibly successful like they these are pretty obscure characters hmm and like i i cuz
1: like with the with the whole avengers uh, and everything else like that that we had the whole lead up to it you were basically saying that we it, it was it was kind of there like they they stayed pretty close to a lot of the source material from what you had told me you know there were small things here and there but with these they're kind of creating something new is is that what i is, did? i remember that correctly
0: i mean i i think i mean I think they're going to do the same thing they've done with all the MCU stuff, use par- the parts that they think fit in well and that are interesting, and then create new stuff for... Like, they're, they're probably going to keep their origins the same, like created by the Celestials, that kind of thing. I mean, that all looks the same. Um, With the Deviants being their foes, they may or may not be related to Thanos like they are in the comics. Okay. Um, te- In the comics, Thanos is technically an Eternal with a Deviant gene, Really? That may or may not. Yeah, that may or may not be the case in this, uh, or even if it is the case, they may or may not touch on it.
1: So, so I, when you say deviant gene, are we talking like the deviant, the deviants that the TVA would 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 pick you up for? No, that you're thinking variant. Oh, variant. Well, oh, whatever. <laughs> same thing <laughs> for me. No, that's not the same thing. And this is this is a hundred percent why I choose you as my Marvel expert. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, She-Hulk apparently has wrapped production uh, yeah. on that. Uh, so She-Hulk is uh, Banner's cousin,
0: or yes, okay. in the comics, she's uh, she's his cousin who gets um, who has her powers because of a blood transfusion from him. Okay. Basically, how much of that they're gonna actually take from uh, the comics? I have no idea because it's. A little weird like why he would give her a blood transfusion when he knows he's got issues with that like i especially now if they do it after he's professor hulk it's even weirder yeah so we'll see if that's the way it goes or not if they're related if i mean yeah I, who knows what may or may not happen i'm curious to see what happens with it um
1: just simply because she hulk is somebody i've never really seen or visited uh because like aren't don't like they get married in like one of the the spinoffs of hulk hulk universes and stuff like that i don't think so okay like i could have sworn maybe that was the the um the death of wolverine where like he fights like the the inbred children of of hulk oh. and stuff like that
0: yes th- oh, old man logan
1: yeah old man logan i think i actually have that that whole comic like the whole series in one book i, I gotta read that
0: um, yeah, they might, that might be the case in Old Man Logan, but that they, there's no official canonical story where that happens, as far as I'm aware. All right, so Old Man Logan is not canonical. No. Oh. That is Earth two one nine two three. See, I've that's I don't. I I, I no, look. I'm sorry. That's Earth eight zero seven one two eight.
1: Okay, yeah. See, like that right there—that's what makes a lot of this so difficult for me. Where it's like I read this story, and then like, oh, that was just a one-off. And you're like, the, but it—it it was like, why? Like, wh- why is this not canon? What? Oh, f- like it's so hard to go. Okay, what is canon and what is not canon? That's, okay, so that's what I hate. Let,
0: let's look at it like Loki. Okay. So, yes, this did happen to a Wolverine, but it didn't happen to the same Wolverine. Yeah. Like. It like Loki happened to a Loki, but it didn't happen to Loki that we saw die in Infinity War. It happened to a different Loki. Loki still died in Infinity War, but now we also have a Loki who's working in the TVA. Yeah, it's a different Loki, but it's still a Loki.
1: I I don't know. it's just it it it. I like I like the different stories that they can create. But it's a lot like the, uh, it's a lot like Rick and Morty, I, you know. I guess to, to kind of throw it out there, because you'd never really know that you're watching C one thirty seven Rick unless they specifically do a callback to something else. You know, that's that, fair. That's happened.
0: But then again, Marvel, yeah. Marvel's pretty straightforward though. You always know you're watch which version you're watching. Like, I never go to a Marvel movie and I expect to find out that the whole thing didn't actually happen in the Marvel universe and the the marvel universe that we're watching is 616 right uh that is the comics universe the the mcu is technically i i forget what it is okay all right that's um is technically hmm
1: God, don't you love Google?
0: Uh, 199999, I believe. Yep. Okay. I like, wonder how, how they came up with that. They're like, yeah, Earth
1: 19999. Okay, that's cool. Or was it because yeah.
0: it started in 1999? Could be. It I, didn't, but that could be why. The first one was Iron Man in 2008. Okay. I have no idea why specifically they chose that number. Alright, and then uh, the last thing that I want to touch on
1: here is I actually just found an article that came out like a day ago that says, uh, according to Screen Rant, the MCU just confirmed Hulk's endgame snap was harder than Thanos. It kind of goes on to say, you know, like Ebony Maw, according to Ebony Maw, that uh, when thanos did his little snap that no other being has ever had the might the nobility to wield not one but two infinity stones and then thanos used all the infinity stones to a terrible purpose blah 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 and then he's like five years later you know uh of course he he made the snap but apparently the experience was excruciating with hulk struggling to perform the snap and then he was left with one arm ravaged and permanently weakened and then the Eternals trailer, you know, says that it it caused a cosmic event called the Emergence, which I literally just watched with you. Um, so because Thanos' snap didn't cause the quote emergence, but Thanos a bit but Hulk's did that somehow it was harder for Hulk to bring everybody back instead of
0: Thanos. Do you That's w- all just theorizing stuff. I mean Screen Man does a lot of clickbaity type stuff. They do. Um I mean sure. I the the emergence could just or whatever you want to call the Eternals thing could just be Thanos snap took st- took energy out of the universe and holds entered put it back in so maybe that's mm-hmm. why, who knows.
1: Is is there a when when he was trying to make the snap and he was struggling with it, do you think he was trying to bring back Black Widow too?
0: Yeah, I mean he hmm. said in um he said an endgame at the, or at the end of Endgame that he was, he tried to bring her back, and he couldn't. I, well, okay, I, I worded that stupidly. I believe.
1: Yeah, because he's like, I tried to bring her back, dude, and, and, and it wouldn't let me. So you think that's why he struggled for so long? Because he was trying to make the snap to bring her back, but the glove was like, no, fuck you, you can't. Yeah,
0: that's, uh, that's a good theory. Okay. Alright, cool.
1: Well, that's really all I had for the, the Marvel DC stuff, because I know you didn't want to talk for too long and... Here we are, thirty-five That's fine. minutes later. Did she? Did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up, or any any other anything else that you were <laughs> that you was watching or curious about?
0: Um, nothing particular. Have you watched any of the other? I'm assuming you, if you have just watched the Eternals trailer, you haven't watched any of the other Shang Chi uh, footage or anything. I think
1: I saw one. Trailers? I saw one. I think I saw one or two, and I was impressed by it. And yeah. I just. I don't like watching two or... Th- I, I, I find it weird that they put out, like, two or three trailers for a movie because it's like, how much, how much of the sto- how much of the tease can you put out there without alluding to too much of the story?
0: Well, I mean, usually they do a teaser trailer mm-hmm. and p- potentially a teaser trailer, too. Neither of which give you any story information whatsoever, typically. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a couple of cool scenes. And then uh, they'll put out an actual trailer, which ha- actually gives you a little bit of an idea of what you're in for. And occasionally a trailer, too, which... And honestly, throughout all these, most of the scenes they use are recycled. Just, like, slightly different variations. Yeah. uh, With, like, maybe an added line of dialogue or two to to give you a very basic idea of what the general story beat is probably going to be, at least at the beginning. Okay. I mean, like, if you look at... I, I know it's not necessarily a typical... Thing, but if you look at like End Games, uh, trailers, those were all like the first fifteen minutes of End Game. Whoops. Yeah, I I did.
1: I I don't know. You you know you know me. You know how I like to do things. I I basically. I mean, sometimes I wish that I could go into it not knowing what's happening. You know, just yeah. It it's just nice to just kind of go into it with a blank, open mind. I don't know. I just. I usually like to watch the teaser trailer, but like, all right, that looks dope. Like there's a bunch of movies I watch, or a bunch of trailers that I saw of movies that are coming out. And I, when I watch trailers, I'll write down like 10, I need to start doing that where I write down like 10 or 15 different movies. And I'm like, I want to watch all of these. And then I <laughs> never do. Nice. I never
0: do. you going to watch uh, Dune. Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah. I'm <laughs> all right.
0: I don't like, I, I don't, I
1: don't even know what it's about. You don't need to know what it's about. No, it's I... a sci-fi epic. It looks interesting. I will give it that. I know B- huh. Dave Batista looks pretty good in it, though. He looks pretty good. Um, Is he in that? I'm pretty sure he's in Dune. Dave Batista. Really? Oh, young. yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Wasn't... Oh, uh, did you hear that, like, before he was presented with Guardians of the Galaxy, like, he was broke?
0: Uh, no, I hadn't heard.
1: Yeah, apparently, uh, with with Dave, uh, I I was reading a, a quick little article where it may have just been a little snippet on the internet. I don't know how. Again, I don't know how true this was, but apparently, he's like I was selling everything. Like he's like because he made his exit from the WWE. Um, it was it was a lot like CM Punk's exit, where basically. He was very unhappy with the direction the WWE was going and, and that's a whole other episode as well, too. Yeah, but like totally understandable. Yeah. But he was like not happy and he left. And apparently until Guardians of the Galaxy was like, Hey, you know, like we'd like to hire you, he was pretty much just he was about to go back to being a normal person again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I thought that was kinda cool that Guardians of the Galaxy basically gave him a purpose. You know, and now he's yeah. now look at him, he's in like a whole bunch of other movies and he's kicking it off pretty pretty awesomely.
0: Yeah, and I don't think he's necessarily like the best actor ever or anything, but he's <laughs> been fun in everything I've seen him in. Yeah, he's like, he, He's um, been good. What was that one with, uh. And I'm trying to remember. Which movie that was. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. Okay. Um. What was it about? Stuber. That's the one I'm thinking of.
1: Oh, Stuber. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I never saw that, but it looked really good.
0: Yeah, with uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Yeah, yeah that he... was
1: a fun one. Dude, did you see how ripped he got for the Eternals movie? Kamal, yeah, yeah, that was insane. <laughs> and I insane. gotta
0: say, what I most appreciate about that is, like, the interviews he did after, saying, "Yeah, if if you want to know like how to get as in shape as as this, you can't. You have to be cast in a Marvel movie and they and have them literally pay for every need and like." dozens of personal trainers and nutritionists and all this like a person can't do this yeah like you basically have to have like a multi-billion dollar studio behind you to make that kind of thing happen
1: yeah
0: Um, and i i appreciate him not just being like yes this was my exercise routine like (laughs) most other actors do well
1: i mean i there's a there's a guy on uh on youtube that i actually watch quite often And he's, uh, he's a professional bodybuilder. Oh, what is his name? He's, he's a, he's a fucking beast is who he is. Um, oh my God. I watched a lot of things in my sleep. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Um, oh no, like I I turn on YouTube and I go to bed, but this guy is, uh, he's like a professional world wrestler or not a professional world wrestler. He's like a professional bodybuilder. He's one world strongman like four times um shaw strength i guess is the guy's name
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um oh hopefully that doesn't okay please don't do uh, good i turned off the saw the sound uh who the the hell is this guy let's go to his instagram because it'll probably tell me oh brandon shaw is his name and he's like he's a professional like he's one iron man and stuff like that and the dude's life is, ba- like, he's he's got so many people behind him, basically, you know, like, that's his job, is to be a strong man. Like, he, he, you know, he's paid to work out, he's paid to compete, he's got so many different endorsements, and you're right. Like, you don't get that buff, you don't get that strong, unless your job is that, to get that buff and to get that strong. Yeah,
0: and sometimes not even then, like, the, you, ba- yeah, you basically have to be paid to do it. And have, like, all your, like, nutritionists and coaches and everything else paid for. And, yeah, and even then it's hard. Yeah, it's just,
1: it's ridiculous how, you know, and and that's what I like is where, when when somebody comes out and they're like, yeah, no, this is not a reality. This is not how things happen. Like, this is legitimately... You know, this is a legit thing where I dedicate my life to this. You know, for the next six to ten months, this is all I'm doing. Yeah.
0: And, you can't and... have, like, a normal job and do that at at all reasonably. Yeah. Unless there... that's literally, unless you literally, like, just do that. You can't, like, have a hobby and do, other than that, you can't have, like, anything outside of that. Yeah, there's a guy that I worked with who was who was pretty jacked and another guy that I worked
1: with who was who was very well built. But, you know, you take a look at some of those guys who, you know, are pretty built and they're uh, (laughs) it's funny because there's a, 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 a weightlifter or a bodybuilder that I saw who's like, this is me pumped, you know, and you can see everything ripped. And you're like, damn, dude. And then he's like, this is me normally, you know, before workout and everything else like that. And you look at him, you're like, "Okay, yeah, no. And the two dudes at work that I looked at, you know, you, you couldn't really tell that they were absolutely jacked or really buff because they had a job. They had, you know, they had, you know, maybe a couple hours a day. And that's all they did after work was pretty much like, all right, they work out at work. They worked out when they got home. And then they had a very, they had, you know, they would come to work, you know, off of just like four hours of sleep. And they're like, oh, my God, you know, I'm so tired. And it's like, well, why? Because all I do is work out. <laughs> you know, I yeah. work out and uh, that I'd i couldn't do that man that uh, as much as i would look like to look like that i don't want to give up my life to look like that yeah exactly exactly (sighs) well i I know you probably got to get going here so i i I really appreciate you coming on alex
0: yeah thanks
1: all right well we're gonna get back to the regularly i'm sorry what now i cut you off again i'm good go ahead (laughs) Well, I was just gonna say we're gonna get back to uh, probably our regularly scheduled program because I know there's a couple things I want to talk about with football-wise and maybe a few other things. So, I'll oh ch- yeah,
0: I'm out for the football. <laughs> You're out for the sports ball. <laughs> yep, no interest in that. I have nothing to add to any conversation involving football. All right. Well, I'll chit chat with you later, Alex. And I'm uh, today is Saturday, right? That's correct. It's still Saturday since uh, last time you asked. It hasn't changed. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me, Alex. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Later. (laughs) Bye. All
1: right. And we're back from the past. And so, uh, I'm actually rendering the, uh, the Marvel stuff that I literally just did over on to, uh, part two, part two of this episode. The, I, I, you guys are getting a hell of an episode. Um, I think this might be a, a, a two hour podcast or what have you, but you know, a little late with a little extra content I feel is necessary. So I was watching a, um, I was watching some NFL highlights actually, from uh what's it called from the cincinnati Bengals and the washington football team i um actually washington football so the washington football team uh has a has a couple of new candidates um yeah i'll fix it next time cbs go jack yourself um so apparently uh the list of so there's eight names that uh so here's a list of eight names that were shown in monday's video the team was still considering roughly 30 names back in april so the fact that these eight would uh, made the cut would indicate one or more of them uh, is, is part of the finalist. Uh, I wonder if they have the full... Oh, wow. So the Washington football team had a whole bunch of names here to, to choose from. Aces, Ambassadors, Anchors, Archers, Armada, Aviators, Beacons, Belters, Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, Demon Cats, First City Football Club, FCFC, the Griffins, Guardians, Icons, Majors, Monarchs. Pilots, Presidents, Razorbacks, Red Tails, Red Wolves, Red Hogs, Renegades, Riders Rising, Washington Rising, interesting, Washington Royals, the Rubies, the Swifts, that's dumb, Warriors, the Washington DC Football Club or DCFC, interesting, Washington Capital City Football Club, um, CCFC, the Wayfarers, Wild Hogs, 32FC or W32, I wonder if it's the 32nd Football Club, Or just keeping it at football team. I'm not like. All right. uh, And then they whittled it down to the Armada Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, Presidents, Red Hog, Red Wolves, and keeping it just as the Washington football team. I liked the Aviators. I did like the Demon Cats. That's pretty cool. Uh, That would be wildly changing the brand. I think they might need to change the colors. Um, The uh, Razorbacks. Red Tails, Red Wolves, Red Hogs, and Renegades are all pretty good. Um, the Washington Riders is kind of interesting. I'm not sure how they do the, Was- the the Washington Rising. It sounds like an interesting name. It flows very, very well. The Washington Wild Hogs does actually sound good. Um, but like I said, Armada Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, Presidents, Red Hogs, Red Wolves, and the, keeping the Washington football team. Uh, again, I'm very surprised that they gave into the adjustments not happy that they gave into changing their football team, but apparently, um, so Alex and I were talking after the podcast. Uh, so, uh, one of the surveys, there was a thousand people surveyed, um, I guess in 2012 where 50% of the people that were uh, 50% of the thousand people. So about 500 people so that they were upsetting spaghetti about the red, about the Redskin name, as well as they, uh, apparently the, uh, the article that I had read, uh, was, uh, was only uh, was taken from a group of 524 individuals that had self-identified as maybe a uh, I guess you would say Native American or of uh, uh, of Native descent or how whatever the PC version of that may be. Um, so apparently that seems like my uh, my uh, what's it called? Um, my sources were very skewed. So I'm 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 honestly fixing that right now. I don't want to make an edit, but I'm, I want to clarify that. Yeah, I was, I guess I was getting from some from some bad sources. But again, this is this is me relying on information I may or may not have read up to you know a year or like a year ago or something like that. So I can't whoops I can't really blame myself for it. But uh, so I'm interested to see about the uh, where Washington takes it. Um, uh, you know I I like all the I, I like all the names that I, I like. I like pretty much every name that they have, except for the presidents and the Washington football team and commanders. So I like five of the eight names. I if I had to if I had to choose, I would say the Red Hogs, or uh, or the Armada sound pretty pretty dope. Um, you know, those are kind of my top two. Red Wolves, Defenders, and Brigade 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 are, are the next three president and commanders is kind of on the edge and i really just don't want them to be known as the washington football team that sounds so dumb i think everything about it is just dumb it, it, it like i don't even like, like i don't even like i think it's just ridiculous how they don't have a team name like they i wish they would have just stuck with the washington redskins until they had a new name um, but then again that's because of me and I, I guess i was very wrong but whatever um so i, I was watching a highlight where the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, actually, let's go to YouTube real quick because I want to watch it here. Um, wait, what? Hold on a second. So. Alright. I'm not recording this, am I? No. So, huh. Wow, so Andy Dalton trots out to the field. He's getting booed. Like like you could hear it over the over the uh, over the crowd and so the next play he drops a dime oh my goodness is that wow so a- a- Andy Dalton who went to the Chicago Cubs um, and which was actually a very surprising move but he uh, he went to the or er, it's not the Chicago Cubs. So Andy Dalton was, uh, was, I th- what was Andy Dalton? Oh my God. Andy. Yeah. Andy Dalton. He's a football quarterback. I love him. Yeah. So he was with the, uh, Oh my God. Let's go to his Wikipedia page. Cause I want to get this information, right? I don't want to, I, I probably shouldn't screw anything over. So Andy Dalton played with the Cincinnati Bengals for eight years from 2011 to 2019. He, uh, played with the Dallas Cowboys in 2020 where he got, where he got jacked up, Pretty sure he had a concussion. Like there was a devastating hit where he just got smacked. He got he got pretty sm- like he was just smoke checked. Like some you know like you see a good hit in, in the NHL. Well, he took a real like he took a hard hit in 2020 with the Dallas Cowboys, and then he uh, got switched over to the Bears. Uh, yeah, so in May second of 2020, he signed a one-year contract with the Cowboys worth seven million. Uh, during week five against the giants Dalton came in relief of Prescott who left with his ankle injury. I remember that cause I talked about it. Um, uh, what was here? Yeah. So during the week seven and a 25 to three loss to Washington, Dalton suffered a concussion after a lit hit by John Bostick. Who's I know that name. Oh yeah. He's okay. So he's, the, he's that guy. Um, yeah, he was placed on in on the reserve COVID nineteen actually after testing positive for the virus, and then uh, he was activated week eleven. So he made a comeback, and then he he did pretty good. Um, and then let's see, he did pretty good against his former team. He uh, and in eight interceptions. Yeah. Dalton finished the season with 2,169 yards, fourteen TDs, and eight interceptions. As the Cowboys finished with six and ten. Then apparently he was signed March 17th to a one-year contract worth 10 million, up to 13 million in incentives. Interesting, because uh, I know Justin was it Justin Fields is the quarter. Yeah, Justin Fields uh, was was picked to go to the uh, the uh, the Chicago Bears as well too. But apparently, so Andy Dalton trotted into the field. Uh, so a little context here uh, during the preseason. I don't know if you watched the preseason or what have you. But basically, a lot of what happens in preseason is your starter plays the first or first and second quarter. Well, depending upon who your starter is, a lot of the times, from what I've noticed in watching the the Green Bay Packers, which is my football team, a lot of times you'll see a starter, um, your starter play one or two. You know, they'll play the first or second, the first or second quarter, and then in the second, third, or fourth quarter is where the backups play. Uh, or maybe even your starter plays maybe one or two, you know, the first series or the first couple of the series that you take. And then, you know, they throw in their second or, you know, the second, third and fourth string quarterbacks. Well, so it's the second quarter with eight minutes and 24 seconds to go. Andy Dalton trots onto the field. And uh, all of a sudden, the crowd notices that Andy Dalton is trotting onto the field. And the crowd audibly, there's an audible boo like you can hear it over the announcers. Like the announcers are having to talk a little louder. So he does a, a, it's a play action pass to number 13, who I'm not entirely sure who is, but he, he drops this amazing, just dime into the bread basket, uh, in uh, just a little above the defender's head. The defender was most definitely not paying attention. He was paying attention to the receiver. Now I know when you play man to man coverage, it's a lot of watching the receiver while Dalton puts it just above the head. Of the guy, and so uh, you know his receiver has to lean back a little bit to get it. He grabs it, and as they're kind of going down, the uh, the defender who's covering number thirteen is really, like I said, playing very, very much man-to-man, and uh, the free safety for the Buffalo Bills is actually hanging behind. So at uh, sorry, Adams number thirteen, uh, not Devonte Adams, but just Adams. Um, actually, who's number thirteen for the Bears? Thirteen Chicago. Bears. Um, James Daniels is... Oh, uh, oh, no. He's an outside linebacker. He's ranked number 13. Uh, Chicago Bears... Uh, wow. The Bills got smoked. Or the Bills smoke-checked the Bears. Uh, 34-6. to Chicago Bears uh, team. Um... Okay. Oh Marquez Goodwin. He's pretty he's pretty good. Darnell Mooney. Never really heard of him. He interesting. Jimmy Graham is playing for them. Wow, okay. He's uh Ogle Tree is another good one. Cole Komet, I, I liked him. I liked him. Uh he, he was pretty interesting. Chicago Bears Pro Shop. Uh Wiki, let's see what the Wikipedia says. Interesting. Does it give me, a? Uh, does it give me any, anything I want here? Oh, some pretty cool stats. Uh, do, I should probably go Chicago, Chicago bears roster. The official website. Ah, uh, Oh, Rodney Adams. Who's Rodney Adams? Oh, really? He's had two years in the NFL. Um, so he was with the Minnesota Vikings and Colts prior to signing with the Bears. Okay, interesting. So yeah, so Andy Dalton uh, he doesn't throw the best pass, but I think it's a what, what was what do what the announcers say here? Hold on one second. Seventy. Th- so Andy Dalton uh, comes into the field, gets booed, drops a a, a pretty decent pass because he understands that uh, you know he's in the it's a, it's a very good play action pass. Drops it to Adams who's in man coverage. Uh, the the cornerback who's covering him totally just blows it the free safety is way too far behind Adams you know I'm, I'm sorry but you know when you pick a receiver i want a receiver who may not be the best at catching but who has a lot of speed yeah just looking at the replay he is straight up man to man he is watching the receiver i don't know why the cornerback didn't see the eyes didn't notice him following the ball to him and then he gets into open field and just blows it. So he's booed as he comes on the field, and he drops a seventy-three yard touchdown pass. Uh, that's how to shut your haters up. And of course, the crowd does go wild. So I thought that was pretty insane. That that's ridiculous. I love that. It's it's crazy. I don't. That's awesome. That is absolutely fantastic. Andy Dalton. They they come on and boo him, and then all of a sudden he's just like, "Go fuck yourself." I'm I'm gonna drop a touchdown here. But no. So I was watching the Cincinnati Bengals as uh, play the. Um oh God. So yeah, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Washington football team. So the Bengals have a, a beautiful pass over the middle. Uh, the wide receiver is stumbling a little bit, and the Washington football team, free safety, lowers his shoulder. He drops down to hit the guy about mid-chest. I didn't see any helmet-to-helmet contact. The receiver was low, so the cornerback got lower, but it seems like the receiver dropped his stance a little bit more uh, or was still you know, in, in the kind of hunched-over position to where he was stumbling a little bit forward to get a good hit on him to stop his forward progress. Because if he tried to stand up, tackle somebody like that, he's going to score a touchdown anyways. Uh, so to prevent the the touchdown off of that play and then maybe prevent, you know, maybe getting another field goal or something along those lines. Um, you know, they, they, he really tried to stop the forward progress. He dropped lower than mo- maybe uh, he dropped a little bit lower than the normal and gave a, a pretty solid, a pretty solid drop. And, uh, the receiver, like I said, was a little low and the referee, uh, so he pops the ball out, the ball gets out, Washington recovers it. Well, the, um, who was the, uh, the official calls helmet to helmet contact. Now it's in the, it's on, it's on a, it's, it's on YouTube NFL.com. You can watch it. I think it's about the four minute, 40 second, four minutes and 40 seconds in is the play. But I just, I, I don't like how they called helmet to helmet. I, it felt like it was a very solid hit. It felt like it was a great hit. It felt like it deserved to be called. It was a legitimate hit, and it should have been Washington's ball at the one. But they called a uh, – they called helmet-to-helmet contact, which means that the, the spot of the foul was on the ball. Uh, you know, a spot, the, the spot of the foul is, is where they get the ball, and I did not like that. I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. I thought it was dumb. I was not impressed by it. I, I think that the, uh, the officiating needs to be changed. And then there was another one. I think this was against Dallas. Where the referees called taunting after the after the Dallas Cowboys had a beautiful, I think it was like a fifteen yard. So like uh, the Cowboys uh, the Cowboys handoff and one of the rookie running backs uh, goes for like a five or six yards. They, they start to gang pile. Well, he's pushing and a couple of the linemen get into the scrum, and so the linemen help push everybody backwards. And so what was a five yard run turns into a fifteen yard run until everybody falls over. And the running back is stoked. He's excited, so he's like, "Oh yeah!" Like he's he's doing the he's you know muscles glasses where he's 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 pumping his his you know he's he's uh, he's not pumping his chest. He's not doing anything. He's not doing anything that's overly dramatic. Now, I'll say this: I hated. And okay so this is coming so when i say it's nothing overly dramatic this is coming from the man that hated that they overturned the celebration rule the constant celebrations in the video games like i i play madden 2019 i think it's madden 20 or 2019 what madden do i have it's right here on my home screen yeah i have actually no i have madden nfl 21 that's right because i got it on sale for like five bucks so i've got madden 21 right and like i get a first down and it's prompting me it's like do you want to show off? Do you want to taunt your team? And it's like, no, I don't want to taunt my team. I don't need, like, I think it's dumb when, when guys are like first down or like, bleh, 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 and you're like, dude, you got 10 yards. Shut the fuck up. You do, you do not need to celebrate that fucking hardcore because you got a first down. Like come, like come the fuck on, like chill out. This is your job. Like if like I, I liked people like Jordy Nelson who would just spike the ball or like the Lambo leap, I think is acceptable. It's not a massive celebration. The guy scores a touchdown. He spikes the ball, jumps into the crowd. The crowd, you know, like like they, you know, they they pat on him. He's like, yeah, I scored a touchdown and he drops down and like, you know, he stays up there for like, you know, 10, 15, like maybe five to 10 seconds, 15. If the crowd is holding him back. And then he runs and runs off to the sideline. It's not a massive celebration. They're not doing some, you know, choreographed dance. They're not doing something ridiculous. They're like, like even to me, like when Randy Moss scored a touchdown against green Bay, pretended like he was mooning the crowd, pulled his pants back up and walked off. Like that was a little. Oh, Oh, wow. Helios wow, that probably took him some time. I'm impressed Helios. I'm very impressed. Uh, so I put a ta- put, uh, so one of my old birds used to chew on toilet paper rolls and I put a toilet paper roll in their uh, fitting trough. And apparently for the last, I guess, hour and a half that I've been talking on this podcast, Helios has been working the toilet paper roll out of the trough and out the one and only exit. And he dropped it on the floor and now he's admiring his work. So good job Helios. Maybe I'll uh, I'll put that in there again and see how you work that one out. But anyways, um, I, I was just I was very I, I don't like all the taunting. I don't like all the craziness. I don't like how um I don't like how people, uh, what's it called. I don't like how they they do what they do. I think it's I I I think it's over the top. I think it's, I I think it's just dumb. I don't like the. the the theatrics that go along with it. Like if you get a first down, you know, just like, you know, like you, 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 you know, you toss the ball to the referee, you know, as you're jogging back, to uh, you know, as you're jogging back to to you know your your huddle, you know you can go ahead and do the first down you know uh, wave or whatever. Or like when a defender sacks the quarterback, you know, and like when Gilbert Brown would would dig the grave because he's the grave digger, you know, and then he jog back in. Or you know Clay Matthews would would you know flex or whatever. Or like uh, uh, what is oh my god, who's the Los Angeles Rams guy? Daniels, I think is his name. Oh, god, Aaron Donald. Where he just, you know, he 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 flexes and he screams, is like, I am the bad, you know, I'm a badass. And he, you know, like, the, you know, they, they tap him. Those are okay. Those are all right. I, I think that is fine. They're small. It's an intense moment. You did something really good. Congratulations. You you earn it. But some of these over the top celebrations where they do a river dance or they all get together and they do a bowling scene, or it's like, dude, like, you don't like these celebrations are over the fucking top. I hate it. I hate it. And I hate how political the sport has gotten, which is why I just watch a lot of highlights on YouTube. You know, that's all I do. Like my stepdad, I was talking to my stepdad while we were golfing the other day when, when they invited me out and graciously paid for my round of golf. So thank you, ma, uh, you know, G and mom. Um, and I was signing my septa. I was like, "Gee, you you keeping up on professional sports?" And he's like, "No." I was like, "Why not?" He's like, "It's way too political. It's just way too ridiculous." And I will agree. Like I I watched you know like watching a three hour game condensed down to ten to fifteen minutes with some highlights and even some of the highlights where I watch some of these highlights. I'm like, these are not highlights. You know, like a ten yard like a first down rut like a ten yard run is not a highlight. You know, a, a, like Andy Dalton's seventy three yard you know pass to Adams is a highlight that's a highlight you know a 50yard you know pass is a is, you know th- that's a highlight I-, I think those are highlights but I just it, you know you don't need to you, the the, 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 the quote-unquote highlights for some of these games and the you know the the the, the politicalness and, and all the other things are, are really starting to get to me where I, I really I don't like the like I'm really getting turned off by sports I'm getting really turned off by in real life like live sports like you no know, you are a paid professional play your sport. And so what happened back to my original talking point where the, uh, the Dallas Cowboy, you know, he, he turned, they turned a five yard run into a 15 yard run. He, he, you know, he, he kind of spun the ball on the ground, flexed and was like, ah, yeah, I, I, did, I did, I did something amazing. Like that was dope. Like, yes. And, and the ref called him for taunting. I mean, it, maybe it was because he was looking at a member of the opposing team and, and he was directing it at a member of the opposing team. I don't know what he said because you don't really hear them on the field. But I think that was ridiculous. That should not have been a taunt call. You know, they, I, I've seen taunting. I know what taunting is. But when you turn a five-yard run into a fifteen-yard run, you know, when there's like four or five, uh, was you know, when there's like four or five guys on you, and your line and your offensive line pushes you for another ten yards or something like that. Yeah, you deserve to get up, be stoked, and maybe flex a little bit. Um, so I'm interested to see some other bad referee calls. I'm really interested to see what's going on. I have not been impressed. Uh, I have not been impressed at all. Period. End of story. With uh, many of these, uh, with many of the the backup quarterbacks, the incoming uh, NFL rookies, I'm I'm not like I'm not impressed at all uh, by by a lot of what I'm seeing here. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers controversy. Uh, I'm a little dumbfounded by that. Uh, you know, like Aaron Rodgers has always kind of stated that he, he loves the Packer team. I would love to see him stay as a Packer for the rest of his career. Uh, I, I, yeah, you know, it was funny cause we're reading, reading this thing where, uh, you know, Rodgers was like, I really liked this one tight end. He was cut like a week later. Um, I, I think that's ridiculous where if a quarterback likes a person likes a receiver, you know, has a, has a person that they'd like to go to because they can make an impact. Why not keep the guy? He may not be the best blocker. He may not be the most deep, uh, deep uh, threat that you like some of your tight ends to be. He may not be a scheme fit, but if Aaron Rodgers can drop a ball and know that, so, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, Randall Cobb or that, you know, uh, Devonte Adams or v- Marquise Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, you know, or uh, uh, Mark uh, St. Brown, you know, like if, if a quarterback has uh, rapport with a receiver and a quarterback can trust that when he does a certain thing that his receiver, his tight end, his running back, where his offensive line is going to do something, you keep those people around. I, I just, you know, unless like, you know, you know, he's like, hey, I, I like, you know, like if I'm like, hey, I really like, you know, Alex Jones is my as my tight end. He's really good. And we're like, well, Jared, hold on a second. Now, Alex has dropped, you know six of the of the last 10 passes that you taught passed to him and you know a lot of those passes he was was either wide open and was pretty much in the bread basket you should have caught those balls i feel like i feel like yeah maybe okay you know like yeah i like him as a person i have a really good rapport with him but he's not you know he's not a good target if he's not catching balls or you know I don't know. It, it, it surprises me when quarterbacks or when specific team, you know, where di- team dynamics work really, really well with somebody, but it doesn't fit the overall quote unquote scheme because of one reason or another. I feel like you should keep that player just simply because of the benefit that comes with having people who are in sync or, or people who work very well together. Um, I I'm not impressed by Jordan Love. I'm not impressed by uh you know a lot of what I'm seeing from the Packers. Their their defense, I don't know if this was all their secondary defense that you know was playing and they were keeping a lot of their starters, but I just I feel like the Packers are very lacking on defense. I feel like the Packers offense is is not churning out as much as it should. And I mean just watching a lot of these preseason games, I I don't know if it's the COVID uh precautions or I don't know um I don't know what's going on, but I just I feel like uh, this season is is not looking good. I'm just I, I'm just feeling like I'm not gonna see that much good football. But the, and then again, this is preseason week one, with uh, week two just starting up. Here we got a lot of a lot of games happening today that I'm gonna you know probably hop on and watch the finals. Oh, you know what's really interesting too, is that uh, the Green Bay Packer highlight game the highlight reels for the Packers show up at about one or two in the morning uh the day after they play which i always thought was interesting because you know a game will end and you know like 2 or 3 hours later the, you know they like a game will end and maybe like an hour or two later the uh the clip is uploaded to youtube which i find very interesting so i wonder if the packers have a um uh, i wonder if the green bay packers have an exclusive right that they get the footage first on their website cuz i remember i was able to watch the highlights on their, on their website before I was able to watch the game highlights on YouTube. So I wonder if there's a, if there's something that goes along the way with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that, how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, not too enthralled by the, uh, the highlights. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to go. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm very, very worried, but, uh, I guess we'll, uh, We'll have to see how the NFL turns out. Like I said, this is just preseason, the, the very start of preseason, season two, which is, you know, happening today. So, all right. I am supposed to be playing some games with uh, with, with Natalie from Canada, who has been on the, the show a few times. And she is not reading any of my messages. She's not uh, responding. Oh, so she has read my messages that I sent her about um, now three and f- two and three hours ago. And, uh, she's not responding. She's read them, but she's not responding. So, uh, I wonder what's going on there because we were supposed to play games all today. We were supposed to, you know, FaceTime, well, not FaceTime, but we were supposed to video call. We were supposed to play a bunch of games together. We were supposed to hang out all day today, but apparently that's not happening. I mean, hell, um, I, I deleted a bunch of games. Like I deleted, I deleted portal overcooked the forest stardew and raft and late last night i jumped on and i downloaded i redownloaded all those games again so that way we could play um but apparently she uh she's not messaging me she's not responding so i wonder what's going on let me check discord real quick nope hasn't messaged me on discord either so don't know what's going on here So, uh, yeah, Natalie, I know that you like to listen to these podcasts, um, I hope nothing bad is happening, I'm sure I'll find out after this podcast, or I'll find out within the next couple of days, but, uh, yeah, so, I apologize about the late upload, uh, my life has been a little, uh, fucky, I guess would be the, uh, um, as Bubbles would say on Trailer Park Boys, um. It's been a little fucky. It's 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 been a little bit of a nightmare these last few weeks. Um, so I'm kind of glad that I had a couple episodes. Getting back into the groove of doing things by myself is a little weird. <laughs> I will I will say that. So I uh, I'm a little I'm a little interested in that. I'm 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 a little weirded out. Uh, I'm not weirded out, but I'm a little doing it by myself. I mean, I've had a lot of interviews. I've, I've talked to a lot of people and I've I've pinged off of people. It was a little interesting to get back into Been a little interesting to get back into where it's just, uh, it's just my dumb voice talking. So this is a quite the lengthy podcast. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, export this and make some adjustments and, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week, I guess. Uh, maybe I'll see if I can get Alex to keep doing some reoccurring segments where we talk about the newest, what if episodes I like doing that. I enjoy having him on. He's my resident expert for Marvel. And uh, I think I might read that that comic of Old Man Logan just to to kind of get through with it. Or I think it was The Death of Wolverine or something like that. So um, I'm going to go ahead and finish my Cherry Limeade. I'm going to go ahead and uh, continue to rock and roll uh, with what I was doing. I, I might play some games. I, I think I might actually go disc-offing. It's a beautiful fucking day outside might head up my neighbor to see if she wants to go dick, disc golfing i i promised my neighbor that i would go i was like hey I, so monday monday morning went over to her house or monday evening i went over to her uh to the because like she lit like she's literally like you know like literally two feet from me um so i went and knocked on her door i was like hey hi, you you ever play disc golf she's like i played once i was like that's fair and uh, I, I I was like, hey, uh, Tuesday I think I'm gonna go disc golfing. I would really like to go disc golfing. Are you interested in playing with me? She's like, sure, I'd love to go disc golfing. Well, Monday night I decided to give myself food poisoning. So when I woke up Tuesday, I felt like absolute trash and garbage, and so I like I uh, Friday it was it. I actually started to feel decent, like I felt okay, like I felt okay enough to be human again on Friday. So I felt really bad because, like, I haven't gone over to her house, and uh, I, 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 I feel like I should go over there and apologize or apologize, um, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the day leads. Uh, I, I had, uh, I had breakfast. I had a, I had a pretzel with uh, what was it? Um, a, uh, a, uh, a a a a stuffed cheese cream pretzel. Um, with, it, it was, I got it from quick trip. I, I filled up today and I, I, decided, I just decided to splurge a little bit and get, and, and get, and get myself something good. Uh, so I, I got a, uh, cream cheese filled, uh, soft pretzel. Man, was that tasty. I did i have never known Like cream cheese is weird. Cream cheese on its own is, is okay. But like you put it with like some bread or, or something like that. It's, uh Ooh, boy, is it tasty. Uh, so anyways, I'm going to. I'm gonna hop off here. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, uh, finish up, like I said, my cherry limeade, and I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go back to doing what to do best, just being a weirdo and uh, and figuring myself out. So I just want to say, I love your faces. I appreciate you know everybody that continues to listen and continues to watch this podcast. Uh, you guys literally allow me to keep doing it. You give me the drive to keep doing it. You know, I, I see. Um, you know I don't know again I don't know who all watches or listens. I know I have a couple people who watch and uh you know I know a couple people who do actually listen um, I don't know many people that uh, I don't know the other uh couple of people that that actually listen to it I know like I said I think I, I know of two or three people that listen um out of out of the group uh, out of the you know the, the the quite a few of you that listen so i'm just uh I'm interested to 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 keep doing this like I said because you consistently listen. I consistently get the, the same numbers each week. Uh, there have been some spikes, obviously. Oh, if you want to uh, watch some video casts, I've been doing video casts. Uh, for some of the most recent inter- uh, interviews that I did, uh, the one with Adrian Grody, as well as The French Connection, are, are both uh, on 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 my YouTube channel. Again, Parrot Gaming Productions. Just go to YouTube, YouTube, type in Parrot Gaming Productions. You'll see my logo. Those are the two most recent uh, podcast video casts that I've done. I'm hoping that if I can get more uh, more people on, uh, more people where I can have uh, you know uh, a guest on or something like that, I will start throwing up more video podcasts. Just because I think video podcasts uh, are a little bit, are, are cooler. You know, it adds a little content that, that you can throw out there and you can actually watch two people interacting. Like, I like how PKA does it. I like how they do video podcasts as well, too. So, anyways, uh, this is me signing. Yeah, there's, there's Helios. There he is. Uh, so, this is me signing off for the day. Uh, happy Saturday. This should be uploaded by at least uh, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. I hope uh, everyone has a wonderful sa- uh, you know Saturday, August, uh, September. Uh, September is upon us. The spooky times are almost here. Stay safe. Be safe. I-, I hope you're getting vaccinated. If you're not wanting to get vaccinated, that's, you know, you do you, homie. I, I still love you. I still care about you. But please stay safe because this ride apparently is not over. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much. I couldn't do this without you. I hope the best for you and I hope the best uh, for the remaining portions of, your, of, of, of the time that I know you. So, all right, we'll, uh, we'll end this on a good note. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye Our bodies were born in Wisconsin. Our bodies enjoy eating cheese. On rockwurst with ketchup
2: and onions go more. I'll probably have two or three. Sunday is span out at land lowfield, where Jesus come from far and near. 20 below who cares who cares who cares who cares who cares better, better for ice fishing there's only one way we should end this from Milwaukee right up to green bay in sheboygan All cheese and and let's say... All together now! We're drinking old Milwaukee beer. More beer, more beer, more beer, more beer. I'll probably have to work three. More beer!